fans joining me now is co-host dave oliveri dave good evening how are you i'm doing well don it's uh it's hard to believe we're into the november show and, and as we're you know taping this on a, a monday night uh in a couple of days i'll be down in, in the troutman in the charlotte area to see you and then we'll have the world finals but you know this past weekend we, we had the also the the dry dean short track world Finals. so a lot of racing in the Charlotte area in the next couple of weeks. We got a jam-packed show, you know. Uh, since we're only doing it once a month, uh, we're probably going to have three hours for uh, tonight's show. But it's it's all good stuff. Our guests include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar and Track Champions Barry Audie and Casey Flegel. We have Rush Modified Champion Chelsea Kriegish, Rush Modified Driver Jessica Kriegish. And Lernerville Big Block Modified Champion, Jeremiah Shingledecker. I have a nice interview with the National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame announcer, Rick Eshelman. And Howie Bayless has two great interviews from Bedford. Max Blair, the winner of the fourth annual Keystone Classic. And his car owner, Sean Martin of Viper Motorsports. Lenny Baticki will discuss the world finals with announcer Shane Andrews. Jim Zufall has a wrap-up of his time at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tom Lang will bring us up to date on the drag racing scene. The Dow Carnahan Memorial Race at Lernerville was really special, and you and I had time to spend in the Carnahan Media Center with the family. Some of your thoughts on that. You know, Don, it's kind of a sentimental, uh, you know, since Styles passing, which is hard to believe, it's been five years. Uh, we've always tried to, you know, bring Ron and Anna Jean and uh, Jill and Tim up to a race just to keep in touch with everybody. And last year, with all the craziness out out there, we really didn't have an opportunity. But you know, midway through the year, and Greg Willing, Dow's longtime friend, you know, many 
years they work side by side, you know, Greg either on the flag stand or as a race official, and, you know, Dallas the announcer. And, and Greg came up with the idea of honoring his longtime friend. And I'll tell you what, for the people that were there, the race was outstanding. It went down to the last lap, the last turn. But I, I think the thing that I really took from it was I think the Carnahan family still appreciates what the racing community does and how they remember Dow. You know, Greg, initially when, when I was talking to him, he said, well, I'm trying to raise an extra $2,000 for the purse. And I said, well, put me in. And the word spread. He didn't advertise it. But when people found out about it, he eventually raised $13,025 because people were asking him, I want to be part of this. It, it, that's the great part about it. And I think it was the largest paying pro stock race in the history of Learnerville with, I think, 3000 to the winner. And, you know, that winner was Bobby Whitling, you know, a great champion in his own right. You know, Daryl Charlier was right there, you know, to the very, almost to the line. And it's just, I think sometimes the fans don't, young and old, sometimes you forget or you don't remember. But it was a real special night. And I know next month I had an opportunity before you got there to sit down with the entire family and, and just discuss things in general about Dow and Dow's life and what he meant to them and some stories. So I think it's it's about a 20-some minute interview. And like I said, with all the stuff that's going on this month, like I said, we're going to push it uh, next month or into January. And I think the listeners will enjoy uh, what we what they had to say about, you know, the legend, Dow Carnahan, but more importantly, their son. Lynn Geisler's going to have a discussion about his season. Uh, Lynn uh, winding things up. They ran at Bedford, and I talked to him, and he said uh, made the wrong choice on tires. And when it was obvious they weren't going anywhere, Alex just pulled it in. But uh, Lynn will explain that all in detail. Uh, I thought all in all they had a good season, been to Victory Lane several times, and it seems like a nice partnership, and it's going to work out well. I agree with you, Don. When it when this first came up, and I think you were, uh, you know, I think Lynn approached you, and you know, after you know, Mike, Mike uh, had to get out of the car, and you know, who are you going to put in? And it, sometimes things don't gel. But when you have a six-time Learnerville Track champion, a five-time Learnerville Track champion, you know, both Hall of Famers in the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club. Lynn, a Hall of Famer, and a Dirt National Hall of Fame, for their first year to try to mesh, I think, like you said, I think they probably exceeded what they expected. Scheduled guests for December will include several track champions as we transition to our monthly off-season schedule. The game plan is to have at least one champion from each of the tracks that we cover, uh, Jennerstown, Lernerville, Pittsburgh, uh, and as many of the other tracks in the outlying areas that we can, uh, we're able to locate the champions and discuss their season. Dave, all in all, uh, this uh, tonight's show is going to be about three hours because you 
the fans heard all the people we're going to have on there. And it's just uh, some incredible drivers and uh, a lot of good stories. Like you said, it's we're used to doing this on a weekly basis. And, you know, we you take for granted, you know, we have a two-hour show that's four times a week that's eight hours. And to provide the the quality that by, by my standards and by your standards to, of the racing information, to get it out there to our people, not only here in western Pennsylvania, but, you know, you get the emails that come in all the time to you uh, from all across the country, and, you know, EV overseas with our military bases, and they look forward to that. And, you know, the, the hard part is it's going to be we got a long five months until we come back to April, but, you know, I know it's going to be a good one, a fun one, and, you know, I'm looking forward to my trip and my weekend I'm going to be spending with you this, you know, this coming week and um, some great racing action. You know, we have all three champions already been crowned, the two Brandon Shepard. Well, Dave, we need to wrap this up. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, I just, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to spending, you know, some time with you again for my final race uh, weekend of the year. And then it's always great to go to Charlotte because it might not be the highest paying race out there, but when you win a world final event, it means so very much. And you generally will have the best of the best and the big free, you know, the modifieds, the sprints and the super late models Don. And uh, something we need to mention, they'll be giving away the racers for tots car, uh, down there at the world finals. Yeah, so many stories about that. I mean, we could probably do uh, a one-hour segment just on the history of the Racers for Tots car at Charlotte and some of the the memories that that's created for what Jimmy Sagerwald has, you know, established over these past 21 years. What I like about being down there, and you see it every time we're there, when we're walking up that road that is between the parking area and the back of the grandstands, it almost feels like we're in western Pennsylvania. You're correct. I mean, more people know you than they know me, but it's just like we can't seem to go up, like you said, up that midway. If, if we're lucky, we walk 25 feet. Hi, Don. Hey, Don. <laughs> hey, stop it. You want a sandwich? Hey, you want to... Yeah. Yeah. Do this and that. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. It, it is now the, I guess it's like the cultural event, knowing that this is the last race before Speed Weeks in Florida. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for everything we've done so far. Look forward to seeing you. We'll get a lot of good interviews at the dirt track. And you have a nice evening. You do the same, Don. This is the Banker Bob Thought for November. Even if you're on the right track, You're going to get run over if you just sit there. Fans, joining us now, good friend, Rick Eshelman. Rick, good evening. How are you tonight? Hi, Don. How are you? Good to hear from you again. I I feel good that I'm going to be the first one to officially air the good news about you going into the National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame. It's the 20th class, and that's a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of cool to be in with... You know, legends such as Earl Baltus, C.J. Rayburn, Billy Moyer, you know, um, Jeff Purvis, Freddie Smith. You can't ask for a better honor. And to be 
the third and fourth announcer to get in there with James Essex next year. That's pretty special, too. The only two ahead of us are the great Jimmy Mosteller, the late Jimmy Mosteller, and Brett Emmerich. So, you know, we're in pretty good company. I would say that's excellent company. Now, was there any indication this was happening, or did they just uh, announce it? Um, I did not know until the last Thursday when I got a call from Gerald Newton from Arizona Sports Church, who, you know, is in charge of the hall at 4M.net. And he called me to congratulate me and told me to keep it on the hush until Saturday when they make the official announcement. But I'm still kind of in shock, and it really hasn't sunk in. Well, I don't know why you would be in shock, because you're one of the best in the business. What I like best about your announcing, and I've heard you so many times, most of the time at Lernerville, is fun is good. And you have a lot of fun with the fans and your interaction and the nicknames and the funny comments when something happens. It's priceless. Well, you know, that's that's part of what we do. We're we're in the entertainment business. Yes, there is racing going on, but a casual fan that's not very familiar with Joe Schmidt in car number 27, you know, maybe you say something about them or you say something funny or something maybe happened that day, that week, that month, and just kind of make them feel like they're part of it, too, because I was told a long time ago by the late Jack Pfeiffer, who was one of my mentors, if you're not having fun in the booth, they're not going to have fun in the grandstand. So I try to live by that. I'll tell you what else I like. I mean, I get to a lot of tracks. I don't like the screamers, the guys that think it's it's good if they're hollering at the top of their voice. You have a, a nice, even modulation, I guess you'd call it, where uh, when it's necessary, you might get excited, but you try to keep it uh, uh, at a comfortable level for the people that are listening. Well, the thing is, Don, uh, that's kind of a twofold um, answer I'm going to give you. One is I learned how to project my voice by going to Sex Howard School of Broadcast Arts back in 92 and 93. They taught me to announce from the diaphragm, not from the vocal cords. And I'll tell you the reason that most announcers are screamers. It is because they are trying to compete with the sound of the cars over those speakers. And I learned at a late age, believe it or not, that you can't do that if you are just consistent you keep that tone nice and level, exciting, obviously, but keep it nice and level to where you are not stretching your vocal cords. It will come out clearer than you trying to compete over the sound of the engine with those speakers. It just doesn't work. And you can have a much better broadcast. And, you know, with Dirt Vision streaming all of our races, it is very important to not scream. It is important to, you know, deliver the information and entertain and be, you know, Johnny on the spot when something happens. And the way to do that is to not stretch your voice out. And I learned that a very hard lesson by many nights of uh, sore throats and laryngitis. And knock on wood, I haven't had it in a while, so I think I finally got around that corner. How long have you been announcing? At the end of this year, I will have completed 43 years behind the mic and 46 in the sport. That's a lot of years. I and mean, you've been. Any idea how many tracks you've been to? I can tell you exactly. Now, we always have this little uh, thing where there are race chasers, track chasers. Uh, the greatest race chaser lives out in California, and he's never going to be topped. But I am 
a track visitor. Randy Lewis is the track chaser of all time. He's been to over 2,600 tracks in 85 countries and saw a checkered flag at every one of those places. I can't say that. I have visited 1,918 tracks as we speak right now. It'll be more than that come this week because I'm going to hit a few in Tennessee. But I visit the tracks, whether they are abandoned, whether they are still running, whether they maybe have closed down for a year. They're opening up. They're being built. I mean, there's so many tracks. It's incredible the amount of racetracks that exist or have existed in this country. Vince, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Hall of Fame announcer Rick Eshelman. What do you see as the biggest challenge? Now, I usually visit with you in the pits, and you're getting the data, the names of the drivers, et cetera, et cetera. What do you see is going to be the most important priority for you preparing for the world finals? Um, I believe just the fact that I approach every race like it's my first night behind the mic. I've got butterflies. I'm a little bit on the nervous side. And I'm anticipating, you know, anything and everything that could possibly happen, good and or bad. And I just all of a sudden, those cars hit the track. You flip the switch and you go into not work mode, but the mode of entertaining and informing. And it's been like that since day one. I'm still nervous every time I step in the booth before those cars hit the track. I was always told, if you're not nervous and you become complacent, you're going to be boring. That's the one thing I really never want to have said. There's no danger of that ever happening. I know from the time... (laughs) The time I spent behind a microphone, probably the toughest situation is when there's downtime. Now, we don't want to mention that four-letter word. But if there's a red flag or there's something happens where you got to fill some time, you got a pretty nice way of doing that. Uh, and that's, I guess well, that's... I can give you an example here, Don. That we were at the Jackson Motorplex in Jackson, Minnesota this year, and we had some downtime. Well, uh, our pit reporter for that race happened to be Hannah Newhouse, who has obviously done some NASCAR and a lot of other things. And with her expertise down at pit road and me being up in the tower, we were able to fill almost a half hour of downtime without ever stopping talking. We covered every aspect of every driver, racetrack. We had a little bit of fun talking about food. I mean, you just, you do it. You go into that mode just like you. You remember when you used to climb behind the wheel of that street stock. You were Don Gamble and Rapid on Racing. The minute you climbed in there, you were Don Gamble, race car driver. You just flip that switch and it just works. When you have an opportunity to interact with a good on-track announcer, that really helps. And on the Don time, I'll tell you what else I like about the way you do this. Uh, you can't assume that everybody at the track's been there many, many times. You get first-time people there, and it baffles me why some announcers will not explain the flags because I'd be sitting somewhere and someone would say to me, what's that blue flag with the yellow stripe on it? And I think the good announcers like yourself and James Essick and some of the others that you mentioned, they do that. And I guess it just comes natural whenever you're announcing. Yeah, you have to, um, you, you have to remember... That not everybody has been going there their whole life. And you have to think, you know, the future of the sport is there. They're learning. The new fan that just got introduced is there. They're learning. 
the casual fan may know a little but not everything. So you try and explain the rules of your series and or racetrack. They point out the amenities of the racetrack, whatever they may have to offer. Obviously, go over how many laps and how many cars move on to what race. And you just kind of blend that all in with the call and not make it a teaching session, but make it more of a, wow, this is why this happened. Well, okay, now I get it. And you, you leave with a little bit of knowledge. And hopefully I can, you know, give that to some of those fans and they take it with them and they use it. One of the things I enjoyed in the Shane Andrews uh, interview was when he was explaining that in the big blocks, the driver sits in the middle of the car, and a fan wouldn't know that. They would just assume the driver was on the left-hand side. Oh, yeah, and if you talk to a lot of fans, that, that baffles them. And then another thing that they probably don't think about is in, like, in the late models, basically the driver is sitting more or less on the ground. He is as low in that car as he can get barely can see over the steering wheel in the hood, and it's a special talent to drive one of those. Anybody that's ever had a chance to sit in a real race car and get strapped in, that would be something that they just can't fathom just by looking at it from the grandstands. It's such a different view from the pit area, much less inside the race car. Fans, we're talking to Hall of Fame announcer Rick Eshelman. Rick, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? I would say that I think 2021 was a great season. We've seen a lot of big crowds, a lot of great car counts, and a lot of things they had to deal with along the way as far as supplies go for racing. But all in all, I think 2021 was a success, and it's not quite over yet. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you over at the dirt track, and I want to thank you for being with me. Absolutely, Don. It's always fun to be on Rapping on Racing. You guys are the best. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. November 4th through the 6th at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the World of Outlaws World Finals. In fact, it's the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals this year. You've got to be there. Go to charlottemotorspeedway.com and get your tickets now. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, one of the voices that you will hear at the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals, Shane Andrews, the voice of the Super Dirt Car Series, and he joins us now on the ProFab hotline. First off, Shane, 
um, you know, a lot of us down here, uh, you know, in the South and out, you know, into the uh, hitherlands of the Midwest, Mid-America show, don't always get to see these big block modifieds from the Super Dirt Car Series. What's the the five-second version of what these cars are like and what they're all about? 800 horses without all the mess. Simple (laughs) as that. 800 horsepower. Big block modifieds, 467 cubic inch engine, center steer modifieds, um, sleek machines, um, 2,500 pound race cars. They are, they're beasts. We call them the beasts of the Northeast because that's where they are obviously predominantly located and they are so much fun. Um, I have a blast with it. Hey, Just hey, coming hey. off of Super Group Week, so we're all stoked up. So uh, I, I think one of the, the key things that got me is, is and, you, and you, you've said it so well within there, center steering. That means the driver's in the middle of the darn thing? Driver sits smack dab in the middle of this race car. Yes, you know, the sprint cars, they're uh, just like a sprint car, they're open wheel, and these drivers sit right in the middle of the cockpit, right in the middle of the car, surrounded by uh, sheet metal and by the uh, uh, bodywork that is around the car. Wow, and we get to see them November 4th through the 6th at the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals. Tickets available right now at charlottemotorspeedway.com. So we got we got great cars, 2,500 pounds, center steer, really cool looking. Who's going to be some of the pilots we need to come out and see? Well, you're going to see current points leader, Super Matt Shepard out of Waterloo, New York, the chauffeur of the number 9S. How about Money Matt Williamson? He just came off the win, his second win, in his many tries at the Napa Auto Parts Super Dirt Week in Oswego this past weekend. Billy Decker will be there. Uh, You're going to see the Batman, Peter Britton, Jimmy Phelps, in the number 98H, both Phelps and Decker, winners of the, of the at the World Finals back in 2019. Eric Rudolph will be there. Larry White will be there. The Doctor, Danny Johnson, just to name a few, some of the best and biggest names in dirt car modified racing. Oh, and and you know anybody that's got a nickname, the Doctor, uh, on we you know that's got to be uh, cool to go out and see that on the line on the ProFabrication.com hotline is Shane Andrews, the voice of the Super Dirt Car Series, the Big Block Modifieds that'll be a part of the World Finals coming up November fourth through the sixth at the Dirt Track at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And while we've got a second, speaking of Pro Fabrication. Pro Fabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So where where does the guy did you give him the doctor nickname? No, I didn't give him the doctor nickname. That was given to him well before I started uh, announcing uh, and it's just something that has stuck with him for years and uh he is a doctor of raceology because he knows how to make these cars go fast. <laughs> well, a uh, a a doctor of soundology, the voice of the Super Dirt Car Series <laughs> online with us, Shane Andrews on the ProFabrication.com hotline. Uh, what about uh, that kid, Mad Max? Uh, I, we hear so much about him. Didn't he end up in victory lane at something uh, last weekend, too? Well, Mad Max uh, didn't find victory lane uh, this past week, however... Uh, don't be surprised if he finds victory lane at the uh, dirt track at Charlotte uh, for the NGK NTK World Finals. 
Max has been fantastic behind the wheel of a big block modified this year. Picked up a win down at Volusia during the Dirt Car Nationals, won the big Gator Championship down there, and is a force to be reckoned with every track he attends with that big block. Wow. Wouldn't that be uh, awesome to see? I'm sure the locals, uh, and uh, really everywhere, Max is uh, such a popular driver, battling at the Super Dirt Car Series in the Big Block Modifieds at November 4th through the 6th, NGK, NTK, World of Outlaws, World Finals at the Dirt Track. Let's step out of the, the guys in the points. There's a few that, uh, you know, race in NASCAR now, race in Lucas Oil Series, even one that's, uh, you know, won just a, a couple of days ago at the uh, Roval that have been rumored to maybe getting into uh, a car at the World Finals, whether it's one day or all three. Uh, what, what can you tell us about the guys I just gave the, uh, the hints to? Well, I can't tell you too much right now because they're all hints. I'm waiting to get final word. Don't want to don't wanna spill the beans too soon. Just waiting to get the final words as everything's coming together to quite possibly see this happen. Wow. Wouldn't that be neat to, uh, you know, more names battling at the World of Outlaws World Finals. And just when you think you know who's going to be there, different ones can uh, can pop up. Um, um, Mike Mahaney um, typically Mike runs Mahaney. pretty decent uh, here. I remember he, he's ran up front a few times. Yes, Mike Mahaney uh, picked up his first series win at the Albany Saratoga Speedway a couple of weeks ago. He is uh, planning on being there. And I can tell you another driver that I'm hearing is going to be making a return to the seat of a modified at the World Finals is Tim McCready, a uh, super late model star. So uh, don't be surprised to see T-Mac back behind the wheel. That's what rumor has. We're waiting to see if that one comes true, too. Wow. The guy that has been uh, campaigning uh, Super Duck, Donald Bradshaw's Bill Stein-based uh, Longhorn late model to uh, see him back where uh, where his dad was so famous in a big block modified and on the profabrication.com hotline. It's the voice of the Super Dirt Car Series. You'll hear him at the NGK NTK World of Outlaws World Finals November 4th through the 6th at the Dirt Track. Shane Andrews and, you know, uh, who, who are we going to see up front? You get to see these cats all the time. I got to stir the pot a little bit there. Who's got the momentum coming into the World Finals? We'll give it that. Right. Sure. I think you're going to see Matt Williamson, Matt Shepard, Billy Decker, Jimmy Phelps, Peter Britton. Uh, I think you're going to see those five drivers really slicing and dicing it out. But don't count anybody out, especially Larry White in the 99L, Eric Rudolph in the number 25, even Brett the Jet Hearn. Not sure if the Jet's going to be there this year because of his uh, commitments and priorities with uh, being the general manager of Orange County Fair Speedway. But with a big event and a big stage like this, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jet landed in Charlotte that weekend. Well, we know one that will be here, Shane Andrews, the voice of the Super Dirt Car Series, our guest on the ProFab Hotline. Thanks for joining us, and fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by. 
to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans standing here with a driver who tonight picked up what he said was the biggest win of his life here at the Bedford Speedway as he picked up the fourth annual Keystone Classic. Max Blair, congratulations. What a way to put a stamp on an end of a good season. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's been an awesome year. Um, we're really looking forward to, to next season. Um, can't thank Sean and Lisa enough for this opportunity and you know, excited to get back to the shop, get to work, to go get them next week. How excited are you? You've always been known as a short track master, and you've won here at Bedford before, but you've always said you kind of struggled at this track, just the way the track is, the big track, and you get the biggest win, $25,000. I mean, it has to stamp you as one of the favorites for next year when you go with the World of Outlaws for the Rookie of the Year program. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a... Uh... That's going to be a tough deal. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the opportunity to go do that. I've wanted to do it since I was a little kid. Um, hopefully we, uh, we, we're competitive next year. But, you know, I've always struggled at these big places. You know, I, used, I remember coming down here, Port Royal or Sealands Grove or just name it down here, and I, I just couldn't wait to get out of here and go back home. But uh, we've gotten better and better and better over the last few years because we just keep coming, we keep doing it, and we keep trying to get better. So, uh, you know, this one finally, finally worked out for us, and it all paid off. And you're here with your son and your wife, your little baby, I don't think was here tonight. But one of the first things you also did where you were quick to mention that you wouldn't be able to do this besides the Marnes if it wasn't for your dad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, everybody knows he's my dad's. Uh, he's the backbone of this deal. There's no no doubt. He uh, he got he was sick there earlier this summer and had to take a couple weekends off. He couldn't couldn't go racing and. Uh, Result showed it, you know, Team Merhal showed it, everything. He uh, He's the one that keeps this deal going. We certainly can't do it without him, and I can't thank him enough for everything he's done for me. And now you're finally getting recognized for the talent you are. Uh, earlier this year, you picked up the Viper Motorsports ride, and, you know, you reward Sean and Lisa with their biggest win. And they've won before on the World of Outlaws as a team owner. You've won before as a driver. And it seems like combining that, you guys are going to have a great team. Yeah, man, I hope so. It sure seems that way. Um, I, I can't thank them enough for everything they've done for us. Um, you know, they, they really stuck their neck out. They kind of kind of went out there and grabbed a nobody, and uh, nobody else was willing to do that, and I, I can't thank them enough for it. Um, it feels really, really good to get them a big one. It does. Um, you know, they've, they've allowed me to go do things this season that I never could have done on my own, and... Uh, you know, it just feels good to reward them with, with a win like this, and I hope it's just the first one of, of many more to come. Next year, the focus, are you guys going to keep the crate program going, or that will be on a very limited schedule, keep focus on the super lates, or you just like the crates because it gives you more time in the late model? No, I actually sold my crate car. Um, next year, it'll be 100% focus on the uh, the Viper Motorsports stuff and the World of Outlaw, World of Outlaw title, the rookie title. Um, that's, that's where, you know, I got the opportunity that, uh, everybody dreams about. I've dreamed about my entire life and, uh, 
I will put 110% effort behind it, trust me. I think you're being kind of hard on yourself, Max, to, to win all that you've done. Multiple ULMS championships, a couple World of Outlaw uh, races, all the rush wins, be a, um, a great national champion. You know, you're saying that they took a chance on a nobody. Trust me, Max Blair, you're, you're definitely uh, somebody in dirt late model racing. I've, I've tried very hard, trust me. Um, unfortunately, the way this, this deal works, to, to get a ride of this caliber, it's usually all about money. And uh, I got two of the best car owners in the business because I don't have no money. I had nothing to bring to the table. And uh, they wanted me to drive their car because they believe in my ability, not because they like the size of my wallet. And uh, that means a lot to me. And I hope uh, hope when this is all said and done, they're, they're happy with their decision. I'm, I'm sure they are. You've rewarded them with the biggest monetary win that they've had as a car owner. And, you know, it takes a lot, you know, to get to the point where you are to get recognized for this ride. Why don't we go ahead and thank everybody who helped get you to this point? Uh, well, number one, my dad. You know, I, I certainly couldn't do it without him. But uh, I got a, a big group of people who have helped me over the last several years that I, I, I certainly couldn't wouldn't be here without each and every one of them. Um, my my wife, uh, a lot of her family um, stepped up and kept me in a supercar when when uh, we thought we were just gonna have to go back crate racing. And I can't thank all them enough. Murphy's Logging, um, Aunt Kelly, Uncle Daryl, they they went above and beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Uh, Brandy's parents with C and J Dairy, uh, Randy and Candy, same deal. Anytime I've ever needed anything and, and asked, there was never hesitation. They always made sure I had what a, what I needed. A bunch of bunch of family friends, man, uh, Previty's Auto Wrecking, Specialty Products, Moody and Son Welding, Niemeyer Garage. Uh, I've had a really, really good group of people behind me for years, and uh, a lot of them guys came over to be part of part of this program, which makes me really happy that uh, that a lot of my people are still a part of it. And I think we got a we got a really good thing in the works here, and uh, I hope within the next two, three, four years, it, it shows how well we can all we're all work together and we have the results to, to show for it. And talking about next year, I heard a rumor before that you wanted to just try to get your dad back into a car on a limited schedule. What, you know, it says a lot for the love that your dad has for you. He was one of the top super late model guys in the area, and he basically said, you know what, I've made my mark, and I want to go with my son. And it's just amazing the relationship that you and your dad have and the sacrifices you guys have made. You know, this is a family operation. I mean, up to this point, it was a family operation until you got with Viper. But your family is going with you. It's not just Max Blair, the driver. They're bringing all the Blairs and everybody along for the ride. Like I said, I got I got two of the best car owners in the business. Um, when when the, the very first phone call was made and I said that, yes, I'd like to I'd like to drive. Um they asked who I wanted for a crew chief, and I, I said I needed it to be my dad. There was no hesitation, no nothing. He said, "Okay, done." And uh, can't th- again can't thank them enough for that. Um, I certainly couldn't do this if it was any other way. Um, that I need that. I think we all need that. And uh, you know, my family's a big part of it. My wife, my kids—they come with me almost every single week. And uh, I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate to be in a position I'm in that uh, nothing had to change a whole bunch for me. You know, the way we run everything still stayed very similar to how we've always done it race fans has the winner of the keystone classic number four second career win at the bedford speedway they call him the titusville terror junior edition it's max blair 
a message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Race fans, we're going to grab a word right now with the owners of Viper Risk Management, Viper Motorsports Company, Sean and Lisa Martin. And Sean, congratulations. Biggest win for uh, your team, young team, you guys revamped this year and uh, grabbed Max Blair and here you guys are, $25,000 richer and the biggest win. You guys won on Road of Outlaws, but financially I believe this is the biggest win for uh, Viper. Uh, yeah, uh, it is certainly this year. We've had some other ones in the past and other opportunities in different situations where we've won a good bit of money, but this is this is certainly the biggest one this year and biggest one of a dirt late model. I. I'm a little, little bit of shell shock still. Like about 20 minutes before the race, we were trying to figure out what our situation was to having to change cars to be cautious about a, a, a fan belt that broke. And then an hour later, we're standing down victory lane in a nonstop race for 25,000 to win. So I, I, I mean, most of the time, you, 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 start to, you start to have something go bad. You, you push the issue. It just multiplies. Tonight, it all just worked out. A lot of people, when you're wondering around... Earlier this summer, I can't remember exactly, you guys had uh, your splitting of the ways with Daryl Lanigan, and you picked up Max Blair, and a lot of people were wondering, because your team, you guys want to go to these national races, and Max has been a good regional star, but it just seemed like a perfect connection, almost the odd couple. You're taking the national team and the local guy and seeing what happens, and here you guys are, winner of the Keystone Classic number four. I want to tell you, Max Blair has been a national race car driver talent for years. What he needed was an opportunity that that fit him and his father and his situation, just like we needed a situation that fit what, what we could do as car owners. And in an odd situation, in, in a very strange turn of events earlier this year, it, it turned out to be a, a perfect marriage scenario with both of us being from PA and uh, tremendous support from Mark Richards and, and uh, you know, when you go through this sport and you talk about people that are influentially good and people that have done a lot for the sport, Mark Richards is the man, and he always will be. And the, the day that I was having a lot of frustrations and that we uh, we, we parted ways with Daryl again, I was uh, you know on the phone with Mark having a conversation about what 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 comes next. And um, you know, Mark Mark said, "Well, you need to hire Max Blair." Um, he, he will accomplish the things you're looking to accomplish. Um, family's really great people. Max is, a, is an excellent will man, and he needs the opportunity you have for him to be able to show everybody how good he is and talented he is. And there's a lot of talented people out there. And Daryl Lanigan, 
Um, you know, very talented guy and all his accolades and graduation on his Hall of Fame inductee this year and, and into his Hall of Fame career. It just, this is, you know, these racing deals are about the perfect marriage. And sometimes you have all the right pieces and it just can't click and it, it, it doesn't work. In this situation, we have all the right pieces and it has clicked and it has worked. I mean, I this year has been our winningest season. At Viper Motorsports, this is, I think, win number 20 this year with, with Max. And uh, I'm just kind of speechless after tonight. And I, I know my wife is too. This is uh, We've had a lot of heartache the last couple of years and big moments when we were positioned to win. It, it just never seemed to work out for us. And tonight, when it looked like it wasn't going to work out for us, it turned around and did win. So... Uh, I don't know else to say. I, I could tell you this. Max freaking Blair. And and this is not going to be the last big win he has of $25,000 or more. The best is yet to come for him. And th- this is only the beginning of how of people seeing how good this kid is. And I think it's, it, it's working good because you guys have had an all-star cast of drivers and you just mentioned something yourself. It's it's got to have the perfect marriage, and that's one thing. You know, you and your wife have been a staple here at, with Viper Motorsports for years, and you brought drivers like uh, Jeremy Miller. Um, you've had Daryl Lanigan, Hall of Famer, and I think Miller's going to be a Hall of Famer, and and Kyle Hardy. But it just maybe not mesh. Timing wasn't right, but it just seemed like once you guys got in with the Blairs. And uh, maybe your wife could answer this one. It just seemed like you guys were were knocking off wins, and it was it, the instant chemistry. You know, we have the resources to be car owners and have tremendous sponsors, and Max has the resources to be a hell of a wheel man. And, and his father, I, I I don't know whether he will or he won't, but Rob Blair deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people don't know that Rob Blair was asked to be one of the original Dirty Dozen, and I'm not sure most people realize that he's had over 300-some career wins himself, but when he took a back seat to Max's driving and got out of the driver's seat to become a full-time crew chief like this this whole family thing they have that's dedicated to this fit what me and my wife could bring to the table because we run other businesses that require our attention 24 7 we can own this stuff but we're we have to be in a trusting position that the people that have our resources are are managing and taking care of that running that like this motorsports business for us while we're focused on doing the other businesses and focused on things we have to do and in this situation, um, I, I can't even tell you. A, I, I don't have enough. I don't have enough words in my vocabulary to describe how great a people these players are. From day one, even in in our most in our worst moments where we had our worst days this year, we still stood in the hall or laughed about it. Had had a great time, drank a beer, and we talked about what we were going to go do next. There isn't anything about anybody in this situation that gets too real upset or too over emotional about anything. And and that just has to do with having the right people that mesh well with the personalities that works. And I have I can't say enough a good about the entire situation from Max the driver, Rob the crew chief, our our our, our crewman Austin we just brought a full time uh, just the whole thing works. And um, me and my wife it's an honor to be able to do this. It's a privilege to be able to do this and, and do this at this level. It's going to be a privilege to watch Max Blair get a full-time national opportunity to race with the World of Outlaws. Um, but it's also an extraordinary privilege for me and my wife to have Max Blair in the cockpit of our race cars and have Robbie Blair as our crew chief. Um, it's a pretty cool thing. I, I can't say enough about it. It's really cool. And you mentioned one thing. 
chemistry and you got to enjoy it. And I'll tell you what. We learned I've, how to have fun again is what's happened. For the first time in a long time, me and my wife are actually having fun. Even in our worst days, we're having fun racing. That is the biggest thing that's changed all of this for us. And, and every time I see you and your wife, Lisa, you guys always have a smile on your face. And I can tell you guys are enjoying it. Is that right, Miss Martin? That's correct. We are having a great time with this now. It's just, like you said, it's being with the right people. Hey, guys, thank you for your time. And thanks for giving Max Blair the opportunity that he deserves. Thank you, Hal. I appreciate it, both. Thanks, guys. This portion of Rapid On Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. I want to tell you a little bit about area auto racing news. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar. All right, listeners, joining us now is Billy Rebar from the Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me. You know, I think one of the most important things for a general manager is to have the rules taken care of early so the drivers know their situation. And I understand you had a rules meeting. Yeah, first off, it's great to have wonder people underneath you like Todd Barron and Chad Reiniger and everyone else that helps out with the rules and the enforcement and stuff. And, you know, this past weekend we had our weekly uh, divisional rule meeting. We haven't done rule meetings in the past. We've always put input sheets out. And drivers are just like students sometimes where you give them a piece of paper and they throw it in the trailer and they don't fill it out. And, you know, then the next thing is like, oh, I wanted to tell you this, but no, they never happened. So we decided this year we were going to implement uh, a rules meeting per division by division instead of having 60 people in the room and wasting people's time on things that weren't relevant. So we had each division. We gave them a 30-minute window, and, man, really great stuff come out. We come out with some great ideas that, you know, nobody knows their race cars better than the drivers. And, you know, when Todd and the guys are making the rules, 
it's helpful to know, like, hey, guess what? It's really hard to get these anymore. They don't exist. Or, hey, you know, let's think about this. And, man, I think everyone, for the most part, left there really comfortable and happy that they were able to have their voices heard. And some minor modifications, I think, that are going to go a long way in all these different divisions. And, unfortunately, you're never going to have everybody happy. But that's part of racing. And some people just like to hear themselves talk. But, as a whole, I think everybody left there really excited for next year's season. And our goal is to have the rules out. Uh, shortly after the banquet, the Friday, Friday, November 12th is the banquet. We're hoping to have the rules out the first week in December. I know Todd and his gang are doing a little bit of research to make sure everything's right. Um, but very limited changes, but all the changes are pretty much what the drivers wanted. So it works out well. I think it's a wonderful idea for the drivers to be able to share their ideas, questions, or concerns because they're doing it and and there might be things that you never got never thought about yeah absolutely and you know like i said nobody knows their equipment and stuff better than them and it was kind of funny we had a situation in the chargers that uh for example a couple years ago the mirrors were taken out of the cars because all the drivers wanted the mirrors taken out of the cars well now this year all the drivers want mirrors put back in the car it was, <laughs> it was kind of laughable because they got what they wanted the first time and now here we're going back but uh, it was great feedback. It was great to see all the guys and really, really excited for next year. Um, a lot of great people coming into racing and people coming back. And I've never been so excited for the next year racing, Don. Well, you mentioned the schedule. Is there any information you can share with us? Yeah, we're really close. Uh, we're going to hopefully have the schedule announced here at the banquet with all the different things. And we announced a couple things this weekend that, we're not quite ready to break on wrapping on racing yet, but I can tell you, uh, after a lot of legwork on our end and the Isma Super Modified Tour and the MSS Modified Tour in Ohio, uh, we were able to find a date that will be co-sanctioned between the Isma Series and the MSS, which is your Midwest Compact Series, that should work very well around everyone's schedule. We should see a very great car count. Uh, the date we originally wanted, it was back and forth, and it, it almost looked like we weren't going to be able to secure a date. But with uh, the hard work of Howie Lane and the other series, we were able to find a date that the Isma Super Modifieds will return, which I didn't want them to make a liar out of me because I told you we were bringing them back. But for a while there, I wasn't sure if we were going to get a date. So we're very happy that that will be happening. Also, the must-see racing sprint cars will return to the Jennerstown Speedway in 2022. Uh, they took a year off from us, or we took a year off, tried some different things. We will be returning them. Uh, the Motor Mountain Masters will be August 5th and 6th. We put the save the date out here this past weekend. And included on the card this year, on top of the Motor Mountain Masters 150-lap late model race, will be the Jennerstown Pro Stocks and the Jennerstown Stoystown Auto Record Modified. So the one-stop auto sell Pro Stocks and the Stoystown Auto Record Modified will be competing as part of the Masters card. They will only be racing their standard 20-lap feature, Dawn but they'll be racing for more money. So, uh, you know, you try to invite outsiders and stuff, but we really want to take care of our own for those two divisions. So they're going to run a points race on Masters weekend for more money, and I know most of them guys are excited about that. That's a wonderful idea. Now, you mentioned the banquet November 12th. Other than the normal awards for the drivers, is there any uh, special awards? And I know you can't tell me who, but any special awards that you'll be dealing with? Yeah, so we'll have a new recipient this year, the Lenny Batiki Good Guy Award. Uh, we have a couple special awards, what we call the Friends of Jennerstown Award. You have your Mechanic of the Year and your Sportsman of the Year. So 
really excited to hand those out to very deserving individuals. It kind of highlights that you know there is a lot that goes on behind the scene that I don't think people really you know they take for granted that how many hands are involved. And just a great way to give those people a little recognition. You mentioned Letty Batecki, and since I'm down in North Carolina, one of the dates on my schedule for next week is uh, he likes to go to Lancaster's and have uh, pulled pork. And it's pretty neat, this restaurant. Actually, there's a, there's a bus. There's a school bus in there, and he likes to get a table at the school bus, and we're looking out the window watching other people eat. It's kind of funny. And then they have the, uh, the uh, short track uh, world championship this uh, upcoming uh, the week prior to the show, and then the World Finals will be uh, the first weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of November. So Lenny's going to be a busy guy, but uh, always enjoy hanging out with him. And I think that Lenny Batiki Award is pretty significant. Oh, it really is. I mean, there's some great people who have helped about over the years, yourself included. And you know, a guy like Lenny, you go from just meeting him one time to PRI to he would do anything and anything to help Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned to the drivers, I think everybody, obviously they can't do it on a Saturday night, but everybody needs to try to visit another racetrack between our now and our season starts. And sometimes you don't appreciate what you have until you see something else. And not putting anyone else down, but I'm not saying we're perfect, but when you compare it to someone like you and Lenny that's been to so many different racetracks and, you see a lot of pros and see a lot of cons, and to have a guy like him and yourself that you can lean on and get some advice, is, it's pretty valuable. Now, you mentioned visiting other tracks, and I think you went to see your buddy at Evergreen, but the weather didn't cooperate. Yeah, uh, Mike Sweeney there who comes in, and I think he ran 11 races here at Jennerstown this year. My dad and I made the four-hour trek. Uh, I was calling for a 0% chance of rain, and Fortunately, when we left 5 o'clock in the morning, it rained the whole way out. Uh, rained for eight hours, and finally at 5 o'clock, we threw in the towel. They were going to try to dry the track and drove four hours home, and about 30 minutes in, the phone rang, and they rained out, and they ran it on Sunday. Uh, Mike was leading with five laps to go and had a right front tire go down, so heartbreaking for him. Uh, he you know, dedicated a lot of his time to Jennerstown this year and going to see a lot more of him next year. And I'm pretty confident you're going to see some names from – that region racing with us as well, uh, one of which being Travis Fisher, who has raced in years past. Travis has actually purchased the motor to run several races at Jennerstown next year. And I don't want to drop the names of the other guys yet, but we had some really great conversation and can't wait to see those guys come out as well. One of the things I like about racing is the friendships that develop. And Mike Sweeney's a good example. I mean, here's a guy that'll drive four hours on a Saturday to get there to race at Jennerstown. But beside that, it's after the races. It's the things that transpire the night before, the night after. Some of the good times that you have developing these new friendships. Well, we kind of started the whole Jennerstown Speedway Complex and Campground. I think we had 12 campers there and there wasn't too many nights that uh, anybody retired before about 1, 2 in the morning. And it's just, that's what it's about. The families are there, wives and kids. And, boy, it sure makes it a whole lot more relaxing for the wives and the kids when they don't have to drive home three, four hours and hang out. So we got a really great thing going, and the camaraderie is pretty awesome. Well, Bill, we're coming up on a break. Now, on our December show, I'd like the complete rundown on the banquet and any specific schedule things that you can tell us about and maybe some new names that will be in the mix. 
Yeah, and our goal is to have the rules out by the next show. We should be able to have the full schedule out by the next show and the whole banquet report. So we should be good to go. Bill Rebar, I thank you for being with us. You have a nice evening. Thanks, Don. This portion of Rapid on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans joining us now is Barry Audi, the late model champion at Jennerstown. Barry, good evening. How are you? All right. Thank you, buddy. Seven 
late model championships, three restricted late model titles, one on dirt, two on asphalt, one at Clearfield, one at Motordrome. But you were telling me before we went on air that some of the ones you remember were the times you were second and you thought or wanted to win. Yeah, them stick in your head. That Well, those kind of years there make you work harder for the next year, you know. I remember watching your career for many years, but I don't remember the year you started. Uh, I think it was 79. 79. Yeah, and we've talked many times how Dad and I became friends in the late 90s when I parked next to him up at uh, up at Jennerstown. And then for a while there, uh, your brother was racing too. But some of the stories that we've talked about when he was involved with Larry Hemminger and building motors and all these cars and you inherited his love for the sport and your passion to help other people and i think sometimes uh, i always stop and see your mom in the stand she would get mad and she said he's spending all his time helping other people i want him to help himself but i don't think that's in your dna no no there's always there's always time for other people too you know the older you get though it's harder to find a time though that's the hard part about it yeah well, now, I know you do a good bit with Casey, and boy, has he had, whew, the year he had. Yeah, yeah, awesome year. Yes, he did. I mean, it's it's like the Burkholder boy, and I, that, actually, that was the car my dad built that he won in, and then Casey, you know, and then um, in the Modifieds helped two cars out there, and, and uh, Glessner won seven, and RJ won two, you know, and then Will uh that's one of all cars, and uh, he won seven and stuff. So, it, I, in my standpoint, it, it was a re- really good year to watch. Like I know Casey ever since he was like, like a baby, and Burkholder since they were fifteen, sixteen, and Will's fifteen. You know, I mean, and RJ, I think he was fifteen when he started. You know, to see all those young kids coming up through the ranks and stuff, and it's it's just a really good feeling. Well, you have to be proud of your impact on on the ones you mentioned, plus some of the other things that you've you've done at the track. Uh, you should be very proud of that. Now, this most recent title, uh, what was the point spread between you and a second place car? I actually didn't really look. I think it was thirty nine going in, and and I think I got a couple on them the last night, so maybe forty something, something so you, like that. I think. Had a little bit of a cushion there as opposed to, boy, the modified race with those guys. One, two, three, the top three in the points. And, and I think Tom... They finished that same order, you know, in that yeah. race, you know. And it was a good, clean race. Uh, Tom, I think yes, he Yes, it was. Yep, yep. He had four points over Anthony. All right, yeah. what, what does, uh, if we're projecting ahead, what does uh, 2022 look like for Race Team 75? I just go over what we got and uh, work on some other people's stuff and come back and actually we we hit on a pretty good setup right there at the end of the year and and uh, we we um, made sure we wrote every angle and weight and length and everything down on the car and hopefully go back next year with uh, with the same setup and hopefully it works just as good. Sometimes you overthink yourself over winter and screw up what you had was good the year before so I think we're going to they all tell me to let my fingers off of it, so we're gonna. I'll get hollered at if I work on it. Put up on jack stands and throw a tarp yeah, over. It. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Repack the wheel bearings and change the oil. <laughs> yeah. 
Fans were talking to Barry Audie, the 2021 late model champion at Jennerstown Speedway. When you decide to sell a car, what brings that about? Because you usually sell it to someone you have to race against, and oftentimes they're pretty tough racers. Yeah, yeah, that don't make sense sometimes. But with Will's car, it, uh, he was in the pro stock class. So, you know, but then Teddy, though, selling him that car, yeah, yeah that actually beat me a good bit of times. So, yeah, that didn't work out so well. Now, I understand that Teddy's car is coming back into the fold. Didn't Larry Hemminger buy that? Yep, I was just looking at it tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, actually uh, got to fix the rear end in it and stuff. Now, we'll. Will will still be in the pro stocks, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. I know when I talk to Billy, he's always trying to find cars for guys, whether it's a late model, modifieds, pro stocks, and uh, he just has a knack for finding cars and helping guys get uh, get involved. Uh, they're pretty lucky to have him. He's just... Uh, yeah, they are. Yep, yeah. yep. He does a lot for the racetrack. There's no doubt about that. Well, let's talk about the people that help you pay the bills, some of your sponsors. Uh, the Wheeler family, I mean, they they just, it's unbelievable how they help me, and everybody in their family, and uh, Stoystown Auto Wreckers, uh, Total Mobility, Pizza Hut, Hampton Inn, Rustic Woods, Struck Auto Body, North Star Equipment, Morocco Welding, I'm trying to think of all, uh, Indian Lake Marina, uh, JB Roadhouse, Tailgates, uh, Jeff Carey Associates, and that's uh, Pennsylvania Propane. Yeah, I mean it. Actually, we were just talking tonight. Like, boy, if you, if when we first started out racing, you're lucky if you had two nickels to rub together, and now you're old and wore out, and <laughs> now you got all kind of people helping you. You know. Well, success breeds success. Now, uh, how about the pit crew, the the people that work on the car? Actually, Donnie's here all the time, working on the car with me and stuff, and Jimmy, and Jimmy's the one that goes out and. And opens the doors and gets us the money and stuff like that. And uh, we got shout out uh, Bobby Young. I work with him and he helps. But Kerry uh, DeNorsi, he's been helping us for years and he's having a, a bout with cancer right now and stuff. So prayers are out for him that hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll get uh, past that. Yeah, for sure. Now you mentioned the Wheeler family. Now I know for the longest time they were in the auto parts business, but are they mixed with cattle now? Yes, yes, Paul Wheeler has, they have show cattle. They sold their auto parts business, and uh, and he just has the show cattle now and stuff like that. Well, now, how does, like, go ahead. Like you were saying about pitted beside my dad, that's how I got to know the Wheeler family. I ended up pitting beside Dave, and uh, he needed a hand on his car, and then that's how, that's how this started, you know, with, you know, them helping me out. Well, now, when they do show cattle, is it like a car show for cows? They go to fairs and stuff like that. You yeah. Know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have, they breed them the special, you know, stud cow and all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah it's pretty high-end stuff. Are you going to be building cars for anybody other than the ones we already talked about? Uh, actually, the... Uh, Burkholder boy, I think he wants to move up to pro stock. So we're looking about seeing about getting him one. And um, 
There might be, uh, actually, I just got off the phone with Chucky Kessler. He wants one of his fixed up and stuff. So, yeah, there's 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 ones out there. The beat goes on. Barry Audie, yep. helping everybody. And you're helping me tonight by doing this interview. I know I caught you at a good time. I want to thank you for being with us. And I guess I won't see you till next season. Uh, maybe the banquet. Maybe come to it. Well, actually, I, I live in North Carolina, so that's uh, that's not going to be an option. <laughs> not an option, huh? <laughs> well, maybe I, maybe since you're down there this winter, I'll come down and visit you. How's that? That'd be great. I'll make a place for you. <laughs> All right, you have a good evening. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Race fans, this is late model champ Barry Audi, and you're listening to Rapid on Race. Now let's get back to the show. Listeners, joining us now is Casey Flegel, the 2021 champion. Casey, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. Thanks for having me again. The last part of the season, you had a 67-point lead over the runner-up, Rick Melab. So, theoretically, you didn't even have to race the last night. No, we had a pretty good season. Uh, 
that car, I mean, that car just works so good. And being able to being able to have the crew that I have, you know, and just tell them, hey, I wanted to do this, do that. They do it. They do it, and I drive it. And uh, we were uh, we were very successful uh, this year. I, I actually even told them, I said, you know, most people don't ever get to enjoy a season like that, and you know, I, I probably never will again. You know, uh, it's just. Uh, it was just one of them things that the way it played out, it was great. Well, you had 11 wins in 13 races uh, in the top five uh, every night. But the two races that you didn't win, Greg Burbage won and Josh Kokenauer won. And I'm suspecting that you either had to start pretty deep in the field or you might have had issues with the car. Well, the night Josh, the night Josh won, uh, I know everybody... Uh, I don't know how many people know, but like this year with the COVID and stuff, we were having trouble that there was a tire shortage. And uh, the night that, the night that Josh was there, he was on four brand new tires, and I was on like four and five race old tires. And tires make a huge difference. And I did. I started dead last, and he started on the pole. I I sailed the car in the corner into turn one, three wide underneath them guys on the apron. Well, I got her a little too low and snapped the sway bar off. So I drugged my sway bar for 17 laps. So. Not only did I not have the tires to uh, compete with him, I had a broken car. So we were still happy to, to bring it home second. And uh, Josh is a fast guy. Greg Greg definitely improved this year. He got he got a lot faster. Good to see him running up front. Uh, actually, the night that the night that Greg the, the night that Greg won, uh, that's the night that Josh decided that we were going to be at the Somerset County Demolition Derby at Jennerstown Speedway and. <laughs> spun me out on the front stretch and we came to find out that he bent the left rear rear end and uh so the car was broken that night too so we were happy to bring home a third on that night we go way back you've been driving for 11 years i guess uh, this all started when dad took you to thunder valley on a saturday night and started helping jimmy sailor and you became friends with the plutos and uh, one thing led to another and here we are today now you say you may not have another season like this but who knows uh plans for 2022 is it too early to ask you what these plans are uh i'm in the talks right now for a pro stock chassis so i would say right now 85 percent chance definitely being a pro stock next year um i actually left um sean beam's brother uh, Travis Beam take my street stock out here after the season was over, and he was uh, he was pretty quick in it. So we you, you might see another Beam back in the street stock division this year. So we'll see how that we'll see how that all pans out. But I I'd still like to I'd still like to run the street stock a little bit. Uh, I want to go I want to go for Adam Kostelnik's uh, all time leading winner in the street stock division. So and how many would that be? I need uh, I believe it's fourteen more. Yeah. Well, I thought you'd make all the street stock guys happy when they heard you were going pro stock, but I guess they're only going to be partially happy. You know. Yeah, partially. Now, that car, was that originally Sean Beam's car? That car was originally built for Sean Beam. Uh, Mark Musto built it, and, and Sean and, you know, their guys. They actually built it at Scott Mitchell's garage. Yeah. And Sean, Sean drove it. A year, and then they sold it over winter. They sold it to Tommy Lawfer, 
And Tommy only ran it a few times in um, 17, no, 18, 18. He only ran it a few times in 18, and uh, he just never had any luck with it. As a matter of fact, I think every time he had it out there, something was, no something was knocked off of a body panel, wheel, whatever. And uh, he just got frustrated, and I ended up talking to him. I was on him all year to sell it to me. Well, finally, towards the end of the year, he said, I'll sell you that car. So then I bought it, and we put it back together, and I ran it. Uh, the last race in 2018, I started on the pole. I led, I think I led like five or six laps. And uh, then Josh Kokenauer came up, and we, I raced side-by-side side with him for a couple laps. And then he got around me, and he went, and then uh, Zach Darrow caught up to me. And I was racing with him a little bit, and I thought, you know what? These guys, they've been racing all year. They're running for points. So I just I left Zach go, and uh, I ran third. Uh, I was more than happy with that, to run third in a car that I never sat in before, first night out in it. And then uh, the second night out of it in 19, uh, I won the feature. So the second time I ever drove the car, I won the race. Well, you've got the natural talent. Now, you've come a long way from when you were running in the track at Thunder Valley. Uh, how old were you when you were doing that? Probably 19. Yeah. So Yeah, 19, I would say. You've done a little bit of everything. In addition to fixing other people's cars and uh, winning a lot of races and helping out at the track, uh, I'd say Jennerstown's pretty lucky to have you as one of their competitors. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, everybody over there, everybody that races there and, you know, everybody around the community and everything's lucky to have, you know, the three owners and Billy and and uh, all the all the guys and, you know, the officials and everybody that make that place go every week. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure for me to go over there and actually and you know try to help out and keep it going. You know, I I tell Billy if I'm not racing, you know I'll do whatever whatever needs done. I mean I went you know lining cars up this year, changing tires, pumping fuel, whatever it takes to whatever it takes to keep it going. This was probably I would say this is probably the funnest year that I've ever had since I started racing. I mean met a lot of you know new people, good friends. Uh, a lot of time over there it was just uh it was an awesome year uh a lot of joking around a lot of fun to jump in a i got to jump in a four-cylinder this year for the first time in a couple years and managed to take it from the back to the front which i never expected that i would do but it worked out so it was just an awesome year some of your thoughts on one of Billy's plans for next year is to do uh, live streaming of the weekly races. Now, I know on occasion maybe somebody on your team, part of your sponsors, whatever, can't be at the track. But won't that be neat that if they can't be there, they'll be able to see it on uh, TV? Yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, there used to be a guy that was there that, that videoed every week, and you could buy the DVDs, and that was really great. I mean, I have, I have every race that uh, he ever videoed on DVD and, you know, that I can watch anytime I want to. Uh, but it'll definitely be cool to have it live streamed. You know, like my, my mom and dad were in uh, Ocean City, Maryland for championship night because my mom wanted to see Kid Rock, so I guess Kid Rock was more important to me. But whatever. <laughs> uh, but they were in Ocean City. Now, my dad, I hooked him up and, like, you know, every, like my crew and other people, I hooked him up with the... Uh, the lap time thing, so they can get on there and watch the lap times, but that's not that's nowhere near as fun as actually watching the race. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a great idea. Well, Casey Flegel, we're coming up on a commercial break. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. What's the best way for someone, a fan, competitor, another driver, car owner, to describe Casey Flegel in 2021? Well, Don, you know, I started out at the bottom and worked my way up and continue to move up and you know, I had a lot of people help me along the way, and uh, I try to give back as much as I can helping, you know, other people in other divisions or, you know, whether it comes to helping, you know, people even in my division that are competing against me. I don't have a problem, you know, helping anybody out. I do my best to, uh, you know, make sure that anybody who wants to go racing, uh, if there's any way I can help them to achieve that goal, I do it. You're a, you're a lot like your uncle, Barry Audie, because he's always helping somebody, and it frustrates me and his mom because we talk when I see her in the stands. She said, he's helping people to beat him. He ought to just help them a little bit, but don't don't make them faster than he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes sometimes things like that happen, but, you know, that's just, uh, that's just the love and passion that I think, you know, him and I and... I know there's a few other people that just have for the sport, you know. I remember a case last year where one of the four-cylinder guys totaled his car, and you told him to bring over a shell 
and you had built him a complete new car in a week, and he was back on Saturday night. Who was that? That was Evan Nybert. He uh, he got that car that he was racing. It was rusted out. I mean, it was in bad shape. Like, I wouldn't have drove it on the road, let alone race it. And, I mean, he raced it for, I think, three years over there. And, actually, I bought him a shell off a friend of mine that uh, his daughter actually hit a, hit a telephone pole right out from my house. And the car was sitting there, and, like, the core support and everything was smashed out of it, but the shell was immaculate, uh, no rust on it or anything. And I ended up buying it off of him, and uh, I gave it to Evan. And the plan was we were going to build him a new car over winter, like last winter. Well, he got wrecked there the second to last race, and uh, he said, hey, man, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that stuff over, and whenever we get started on it, we'll get started on it. I said, well, aren't you up in the points pretty good? He said, yeah, but... We, we don't have time. I said, you bring it over. I said, you bring your race car over, bring that shell over. I'll have you at the track on Saturday. Well, I worked on it Monday evening, uh, Tuesday evening, and Wednesday evening, and he came Thursday when he got off work and loaded it in the trailer and took it home, and he took it out Saturday and won with it. That's amazing. Now, is Barry Audi the reason you got involved in racing, or was it someone else? Um, no, actually, back in the day when Thunder Valley was running, uh, me and my pap, we used to go to the races every Saturday. That's what we did. And we used to sit in the grandstands, and then we finally we ventured up and we got a tailgate spot, and then it just turned into, you know, everybody was hanging out there, and it was just like the thing to do on Saturday nights, and I always loved it. always loved it over there. And then when I got a little bit older, I started going into pits because I always, you know, I've, I've been a mechanic my whole life, so I've been around cars, and I always enjoyed, you know, the race, and I figured why not go down and see if anybody needs a hand. And uh, actually, the like the first guy that I ever helped with a race car was probably uh, Jimmy Saylor, and uh, I helped him for a while. I, and then I, I'd just bounce around the pits, you know. Like I said, I help anybody out. And then for a while, I'd go on, on Saturday nights if Thunder Valley would rain out, Jennerstown would happen to run. I'd go over and I'd help Barry, you know, you know, do whatever I could, change tires, check air pressure, whatever he needed done, just do it, you know. Uh, and it just kind of stemmed from there, and then finally. Uh, we all decided that we were going to get, uh, race cars. I was hanging out with the Plutas at the time and, uh, they both got cars and I didn't have one. Well, a buddy of mine had a 1997 Mazda Protégé with a one six in it. He gave me the car and I got a cage from somebody that like pieced this thing together. And I mean, I went out there, they, them guys would lap me in like five laps. I could hold it flat on the floor and they'd drive by me like I was tied to a stump, <laughs> but you know, that was that was how I got my start, and I went from that to a uh, Ford Escort. I ran it twice. I ended up selling it, and then uh, I got a Cavalier, and I actually uh, got my first feature win in a Cavalier at Thunder Valley in 2010. The first, it was actually my rookie season. So I was fortunate enough to get a good, a good enough car and get a feature win my first year in racing. Fans, we're talking to Casey Flegel. Casey, you had a lot of success on the dirt, but then eventually you decided you were going to try the asphalt, and I think for some period of time there you were doing both. What uh, motivated the change to the asphalt? Um, harassment from my Uncle Barry and Donnie and everybody because I'd come over <laughs> here and hang out with them during the week at the garage, and they say, oh, you got to give up that dirt. you got to come try the asphalt. And I said, okay. I said, I'll do it. Well, I changed the tranny in my car, and I come over to the asphalt. Well, my car looked like a four-wheel drive compared to everybody else over there. 
Uh, and I think that was the first year I ran was in 15, the first time I ever ran on the pavement, and they had like a, I, I want to say it was a 50-lap four-cylinder race. Uh, I think Hillbilly Zarafoss actually put it on. Uh, and I started dead last because I, I wasn't there for, like, the qualifying and everything. But I think I finished, I think I ended up finishing, like, eighth or something. So I was, like, thrilled to death. Well, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have, like, a bunch of sponsors or a bunch of money to buy, you know, special springs and everything. So I just went home, took that car home. I heated all the springs up with a torch and shrunk it down, got, you know, got it down to where it was closer to the track and uh, finished out the season on the pavement and uh, then I built, actually built a pavement car for 16 then and uh, had a lot of success with it. At, and at one point in time, I had, uh, I had seven cars. Actually, 2017, I won 12 features at four different tracks in four different cars. Wow, that's amazing. Some of your jobs, in, in, you're helping all these people, but being specific, some of the jobs that you had in racing would have been what? Well, the first job I ever had in racing was actually I drove a mud truck at Thunder Valley, helped run a track in every week. <laughs> uh, but I've done everything pretty much at a track from going around and collecting the garbage to whatever, you know, anything that needed done, I'd do it just to, uh, you know, help the track keep going. Uh, and then, like I said, pit crewing for different guys. But I've, I've pretty much, if you can think of something in racing, I've pretty much I've pretty much done it. That's what it sounds like. How many years have you been driving? This is the uh, this this is the eleventh year. I started in two thousand and ten, so this will be my eleventh season racing. I always ask the drivers, "What's the best part of racing for you?" It's got to be this season. I mean, you're undefeated. Yeah, it's, it's, that's pretty cool to uh, be able to do something like that. Um, we just, I mean, we put, I put a lot of time in, in hard work into that car every week. And I got, you know, Mark and Hoyle and Keller and my brother come in the pits and, uh, they, they, you know, they do everything for me. When I get to the track on Saturday, I unload the car and I sit in a chair. When I get in the car and go out, I come in, I tell them what it's doing and they fix it. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. I mean, I, I definitely couldn't do it, you know, without them guys, you know, having my back every week and, Mark, I mean, if I tell him what that car is doing, he knows exactly where to go, exactly what to do to make it do what I want it to do. And, I mean, the biggest thing I think it is is whenever you got a car that the driver's comfortable in, I mean, it's, and, and you know, it's good equipment, it definitely uh, makes it tough to beat. I don't know how you would have any time, but do you have any hobbies? <clears throat> um. Not really. Uh, I shoot a little pool every now and then. Uh, other than that, you can find me at somebody's garage helping them on their race car. I mean, for the most part, in the winter time. Uh, in the winter time, we like to do like to do some buggy ride and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, I pretty much eat, sleep, and breathe racing. I mean, I build a I have a I build a driving simulator in my basement. So in the winter time, I I still race all winter. I I do the i racing on there. So. I mean, I spend I spend lots of time on that. I also do I, I do all my own vinyl I do all my own vinyl work and and uh, the graphics for my cars. Actually, I design a bunch of people's cars. Uh, Steve Singo, that car that he's driving this year in memory of his uh, late stepson Tanner, I actually designed that car 
and I was driving it on iRacing, and I just, like, took a screenshot of it and sent it to them, and then they're like, oh, we got to make my car look like that. So uh, ended up we, you know, something that came out of my head that was on a computer screen is now being driven and winning races at Jennerstown. You know, that's a pretty, pretty cool feeling. And it's beautiful. Casey, we need to take a break for uh, a commercial, and we'll be back after these messages. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellis. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 20. 2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call All right, fans, we're back, and we're talking to Casey Flegel. I asked you before how you picked your car number, but we get new listeners all the time. How about explaining that? So when I first started out, I wanted to be 13 because uh, my birthday is the 13th. So I was 13, but it seemed like at the time there was like, I don't know, 20 people that had the number 13. And uh, we were at the shop one day, and the guy said, well, why don't you just make your number 113? I said, yeah, I kind of like that. And uh, we went with the 113, and it's, it's stuck ever since then. I actually, uh, my, first, my first car was 13, and then I went to 13C, and then the car that I actually got my first feature went in, uh, Ray Wright built it, and uh, 
we all ran. Uh, Andrew was driving his car, and I was driving my car, and they both had 68 on them. So we made it 68C. So if you see, like, the early pictures of me uh, in Victory Lane or on the track, I was in an orange and purple Cavalier, and it was uh, 68C. And then when I repainted that car over the winter, that's whenever we were talking about the number and said about the 113. So the 113 came about in in my second year, actually, of racing, not the first year. So 2011, so this will be the 10th year running the 113. Now, with winning uh, regularly, uh, what's the future look like for you? Stay where you are, maybe try something different. What's the situation? Um, I know I put a post on Facebook and uh, about getting fitted in a new, fitted in a new car. I was kind of just playing with people, but there's definitely a lot of uh, interest, it seems, in that, and a lot of people are happy about that decision. But I can confidently say that for next year, we'll definitely uh, be in a pro stock. You're, you're going to make a lot of street stock drivers happy. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this doesn't happen without a lot of help. Let's take a minute and acknowledge your sponsors. Yeah, this is, this is the list. Uh, uh, and now whenever I read this off, then people will understand in Victory Lane why I, uh, like, keep saying, um, 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 because it's just so hard to uh, try to remember everybody. I mean, it takes it takes so many people and so much help to, you know, make that, make that car go around that track every week. But uh, definitely my dad, Toes Auto, uh, Mike Jenkins at Team Force, Memorial Highway Chevrolet, Barron Trucking, Arsenberger Trucking, Southside Transfer, The Lodge at Indian Lake, uh, Terry and Anita Manier at the Somerset VFW, Keystone Wheel Polish, Fat Boys, uh, Sandy's Bar and Grill in Gray, L&M Excavating, Junior's Tackle Box, Shane Schaefer, Blackburn Marine Distributing, Elite Kitchen and Bath, Painter's Kettle Corn, Roof Garden Market, Indian Lake Realty, Snyder's, Yamato, Grind Service in Shanksville, Chemstream, Route 30 Landscaping, Flegel's Lawn Care, uh, all the guys up at the Somerset Sheriff's Department. Uh, Brad was Brad was always a great sponsor of mine. Uh, it's an honor to, to have that memorial on the hood for him this year. Uh, Kings and Queens, Slezak's Karate, and John Morocco, and like I said before, uh, all the guys that come in the pits, Mark Musto and Ron Hoyle and Mikey Keller, my brother Cody, uh, I definitely couldn't do it without them guys coming in and having my back and taking care of that car for me every week. I don't think anyone would mind you having that cheat sheet whenever you're in victory lane because that's way too much to remember. Well, that's what I said. That's why I always apologize because there ain't no way that I can just, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're in victory lane, your excitement and the emotions that you have going on, it's, uh, it's hard to remember, you know, eight or ten of them. I got a list, you know, I wrote all these down, so I have a list. Uh, I might even forgot somebody that, you know, writing them down on this paper. But that's why I always say, if I didn't get you, I apologize sincerely. But I definitely, I thank you for your support, and uh, it definitely wouldn't be possible without all those great people. And you can get them the next time because it'll be definitely a next time. Oh, and then. That's what I tell them. I'll get you the next time, or if I forget you, you know, remind me, you know. 
Casey Flegel, I want to compliment you and congratulate you on your season so far. I know there's a lot more wins coming, and I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Hey, thanks, Don. It was a pleasure. I also, if we have a minute, I want to I want to take time too. I want to thank uh, all the owners at the track and all the staff over there. Uh, I know last year the season we didn't. I didn't think we were going to have a race season last year with the COVID, and they they did their best. I mean, they've been over backwards to give us a place to race last year, and now this year, you know, with everything that went on, we're we're having trouble um, with the tire shortage, and they're doing everything they can to make sure that they don't have to cancel races on account of tires. You know, they're they're doing they're doing everything they possibly can to make sure that we can continue to race and not have to cancel our season. And without them guys, none of us would be there racing. So definitely want to say thanks to them as well. Billy Rebar and the owners make a wonderful team. Their goal is to provide a wonderful, beautiful place to race, and they're doing that. And I think yes, they absolutely are. And I thank you again for being with us. Hey, my pleasure, buddy. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellus. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 20. 2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Hi, this is Lex Shingledecker, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing. We're at Lernerville Speedway, and we're going to talk to the Big Block Modified Champion, Jeremiah Shingledecker. Congratulations on your third title. Thank you. Thank you very much. You got the first one in 09. Then what, 11? 2011, and then this year. That's, that's great. You know, with the people you're competing with here, that's incredible. I mean, Schwarzlander, Mollick, I mean, some really, really good drivers. Yeah, and you got, you know, there, there's several good cars here. Uh, 
You know, it's, it is good competition. It took us a, a decade to get the third one here, so. <laughs> now, I understand Travis is going to run your backup car. Um, that's kind of a nice situation. What's it like when you're out on the track and you're racing against one of your own cars? Uh, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. So uh, we actually got the race together uh, this year up at Tri-City for, uh, we finished first and second in the small blocks, and it was, it was a lot of fun racing together, and it was a good competition. You're still trying hard, but... Of course, you don't want to run into anybody, but so yeah, he's actually going to race my 358 car here tonight. Cool. Hey, I want to turn the clock back because uh, your wife had a great interview on the show recently, and she was talking about the day you called her and said, I bought a race car. She wasn't too impressed. <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big day for me, but I, I'm not sure exactly what went through her head, but I know there was some tears rolling out of it, so. Now, when was that? Uh, that was in 96. And were you two were dating or were you married at the time? Uh, we were still dating. We were just fresh out of high school. We were yeah. Yeah, 18 years old. So yeah. then, then she explained that she wanted to work in the garage. He said, give her a broom. Yeah, so that's, that's like the first thing. You're always running behind. At least we are anyway. Yeah. So, you know, she wants to help. And, you know, well, what can I do? I'm like, well, grab a broom and sweep the floor because I'm getting ready to scale the car. Well... <laughs> She didn't want any part of that. I'm like, well, all right, then I'll stop and scale the car or sweep the floor first. So, I, I know in one of her interviews, she talked about actually putting an engine in. So she went from not being real interested to being one of your main people on your team. Yeah, she has really put in a lot of effort. And, you know, a lot of what we're doing now is, is because of, you know, her competitiveness. Uh, and, yeah, we were absolutely, we were doing a couple of jobs for a few years that were out of town. And... We were gone five, six days a week and trying to race on the weekend, so we uh, put quite a bit of pressure on her to keep us alive. We had her up, had her up in the press uh, in a, uh, the Dow Carnahan Media Center a couple of weeks ago, and she said she didn't have a lot of time because she had to go change gears. <laughs> yeah, I. We had Lexi up in the Dow Carnahan Media Center a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I don't have a lot of time to talk because I have to go change gears. Yeah, so that's one of the things in the car that I refuse to do because I, I really can't stand the smell of gear oil. So I tell them if I have to change the gears or wash the car, I'm going to find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the people that take care of the car. In addition to your wife, your crew, a little bit of uh, who they are and how they fit in. Uh, so my brother Travis helped us for a lot of years, you know, and uh, but recently uh, we got uh, Rick that's been driving the truck and he, he took care of the air pressure and a lot of that stuff at the track. Uh, and recently we've got a couple of young kids, uh, Austin and Braden Eiler and Noah Turk, that have been helping us out, you know, getting the car washed and scaling it and prepping tires. And they've been really, really involved. And, and these are these are kids that are looking to get into racing themselves so that was one of the things they wanted to come and help me and, and learn a little bit and so I'm teaching them and they're helping me so it's it's worked out really really well for us this year. Did you tell me one time they won't let you drive the truck? <laughs> I don't have a CDL so I'm not allowed. <laughs> How about the sponsors? You got a lot of good people helping you with your team. Yeah so first I gotta I gotta thank the, the garage bar and grill out of Jackson Center PA. I gotta thank RCR Automotive, uh, Paladin Brewing, Chewy Farms, MD Racing Engines, and you know, there's a, a lot of contingency sponsors, FK, Broad Ends, 
Hoosier, Fox, uh, Kaiser Wheels, uh, Barron's, and probably several other that are that I'm not thinking of right at the moment. What does 2022 look like for Jeremiah Shingledecker? I think it's going to look pretty similar to what we've done this year. I, I believe, you know, we, we cut back a little bit this year. We weren't at a lot of tour races, so it was predominantly uh, Lernerville and then the 358 up at Tri-City. So I think it's going to be a lot of that for us next year. want to congratulate you on your third title. Wish you well tonight and all the way into 2022. Thank you. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed. Listeners, joining me now is Hall of Fame driver and car owner Lynn Geisler. Lynn, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. Nice talking to you. It's been a little while. Yeah. Well, we want to bring uh, all the people involved with your team up to date. Let's start with the last month. Uh, What was the number one Cochrane team doing? Well, actually, you know, the season was winding down. We, we ran our last regular season race at Lernerville. Then we continued on with um, the Pittsburgher and then back to Lernerville with the Stampede and then on to Bedford for our last event of the season. Um, you know, and actually, you know, the Pittsburgher, I, I would say, was an okay event. Um, it was a Lucas, you know, the big race. We did make the event. Um, I, I wouldn't say our performance was super great. Um, but we did we did make the event and raced without any complications and moved on to the Stampede at Lernerville, which um, really turned out to be a good event for us. Um, we you know we qualified third, um, ran second in our or won our heat race, and then ran second in the event. 
which w- was a good was a good feeling for us. That was a nice way to end the season up there. Um, you know, they had some really good competition. Uh, there were twenty seven cars, so that 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 kind of capped off our season at Lernerville, which which was probably one of our most successful tracks anyway. So that was all good. Um, we moved on to the uh, Keystone Classic at Bedford. Um, again, did qualify for the race. Um, I believe they had 36 or 40 cars, qualified 11th, um, ran third in our heat, started 11th in the event. Um, just to recap, um, made poor tire choice and faded in the race. But that, that kind of sums up our last month of racing. Well, Alex did have an opportunity to visit Victory Lane four times. And for, let's say, a new team with two veterans, uh, I thought that was a good start for the first year. I I was very pleased with it. And, again, throughout the season, it was was a fun time. It was a fun way to go racing. Alex turned out to be a great choice as far as a driver and partner was concerned. And that that again was very pleasing to me and was just a perfect season i think Um, we managed not to destroy too much um and hopefully you know along the way we represented our all the people that helped us one of the things and i can't emphasize it enough because this is literally a new team uh alex six time Lernerville track champion, Lynn Geisler, five-time Lernerville track champion. That's 11 track championships, and I have no idea how many feature wins the two of you had together, but I think your representation for your sponsors is excellent, and every time we do one of these interviews, we share this information with the people that were involved. At the Stampede, I went up to the pavilion, and a lot of your people were together there, and I met a new sponsor, and you'll have to help me out. I think it's Gokar. It's um, it's Ocar. Ocar. It's Gary Ocar. Nice fella. Really nice guy. Just a super nice guy that um, that happens to love racing, and, and those are the kind of people that are the greatest to associate with. Uh, not only do you get a chance to be with them like that you you know they're enjoying what they're doing and that that's that's been a real joy not that not that all the sponsors on the car aren't you know aren't to be appreciated and take part but gary's got a personal interest where he's there every friday night much the same as just a, a good loyal fan and um yeah that, that's a nice thing i mean and we have you know of all the sponsors we have we have some really great partners on this car and, and partners that have stuck in there for year after year after year. And it's been nice to uh, put Alex's sponsors together with mine and really be able to enjoy a, a really great racing career. It's like a match made in heaven. And uh, the reason I mentioned him, I think over the years I've met all of your sponsors because you've had so many of them for such a long period of time. And his smile is infectious. I mean, he, you could see he loves racing and he, he loves being part of the team. Yeah, to the point of it being a demise for him, I think. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. That, that's, that's hard to say, you, you know. I happen to love the sport <laughs> to the point of it being dangerous, 
but he's probably about the same guy on the same end. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's kind of a good relationship, really. I understand recently you were up at Cochrane for the grand opening of the Chrysler store. Can we talk about that? Yeah, that that was another really great situation. Really, uh, I, I've been at the Ford store over in the Allegheny Valley for their grand opening, and then this store is just on the same property, but just up the hill. So we were invited to take the car over there for that, uh, actually just tonight. So that that was another great thing. And uh, we had some really good news. Um, you know, obviously everyone was aware that this was our 40th year with the dealership and had kind of billed it as possibly, you know, 40 years and that was it. And actually um, have made some really good inroads with some new people at the dealership. Um, and have been able to take take what we had built on and even run a little further with it. And uh, Robbie made the announcement that he's going to continue the, the sponsorship at least for another year. So that was really good news for us. We were all real happy about it. Another name that comes up, a fellow that I've met, and I'm very impressed with his uh, business attitude and his interest in your team, and that's Mike Risitano. Well, it's, it's funny you would mention him because actually Mike's the guy that I'm talking about. He's he's really been a, a good ally for me, I guess, whatever you want to say, or has taken a, a serious interest in the motorsports involvement for the dealership. And, th- and that's what it takes. I mean, it's just not something that happens by accident. And he's, he's in earnest about it, sees value in it, willing to work at it, um, just can't say enough about that situation and it's really nice to run on to the new people with good interest now during the off season i don't think you guys had uh, tore anything up to the point of uh, starting from scratch what is the plan between now and uh, opening day we're we're evaluating um obviously everyone because of the competition of the game i mean that's, i think that's what motorsports is all about um, you know, we're contemplating, you know, um, what we're going to do about equipment. Um, going to possibly do some updating. Look at look at all the situations that we have, but we're certainly not going to sit back on our laurels and uh, hope for success. We're gonna we're gonna go forward and, and push the issue a little bit, and uh, you know, hopefully that's what you know. And, and I, I like to believe that's what all of our sponsors are involved in is. Yeah, us bettering ourselves as a team. I, I believe we've laid the groundwork, and with their continuation in the next season, I, I'm looking for a much better season than what we had this year. I I agree with you, and I think it will happen. Uh, any closing thoughts, or have we covered the subject? Well, we've covered the subject, with the exception of I'd just like to personally, you know, on behalf of the team as well as myself and Alex, uh, we just like to thank everybody for their involvement this season because it, it certainly would, what makes it possible for us to go do it. Um, I think all of the people that are involved are aware of the expense of motorsports and like to think that's, that's why they're willing to be involved because they feel like they are a part of it and understand that it's not something that could happen without them. They are as, they are as valuable as the the engine in the car and to some extent they are the engine because they are what pushes it forward 
And in closing, I'd just like to thank them again. I thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. You have a, a nice evening. Yeah, thank you very much. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. One of the biggest events in motorsports will be happening in Indianapolis the second week of December, the PRI Show. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, Don, the PRI Show attracts the movers and shakers in the motorsports industry from all over the world. Uh, The Indianapolis Convention Center is filled to the brim, so full that the adjacent Lucas Oil Stadium, home to the NFL's Indianapolis Colts, is also utilized to display trucks and trailers. It's funny, when you walk into an NFL stadium, they tend to look like large cavernous spaces, but when you walk out on the floor of Lucas Oil Stadium and it's filled with race rigs and other displays, it looks rather small, more like a high school gymnasium. Uh, No matter what your level of involvement in the motorsports industry, there's something there for you. Uh, Race car builders, engine builders, parts suppliers, sanctioning bodies, and more are all there to keep the people in the business up to date on the latest things in the business. A machinery row features mills, lathes, dynos, CNC machines, and anything else you can think of for building race cars and engines. Uh, Many of the biggest teams and organizations schedule press conferences for major announcements 
knowing that the focus of the entire motorsports industry is centered on Indianapolis. Not all of the businesses conducted at the show, of the bars and restaurants in Indy, are packed with people in the business, and a lot of deals get done over dinners or drinks. I've been attending the PRI show as a member of the media or a race team for quite a few years. And I'll tell you, it's kind of like the Smithsonian Institution in D.C. You can't see the whole thing in one day. And I can also tell you from personal experience that they bend over backwards to accommodate the media. Every year I record interviews with some of the biggest names in the business, and I also make connections that help me line up later interviews and guests for the media projects that I'm involved in. Uh, the dates for this year's show are December. It's not open to the general public, and credentials must be approved in advance. But uh, if you're anybody in the racing business, in Indianapolis is a place you should be the second weekend in December. You mentioned that there are other events that take place in Indy during the week of the PRI show that are not specifically related to the show. And I understand one of the racers from Pittsburgh will be honored at one of these events. Uh, Yes, the PDRA, the Professional Drag Racers Association, holds their annual awards banquet Friday evening of PRI week. And Pittsburgh's own Ethan Stedding will be honored as the champion in the Cool Shirt Pro Junior Dragster class. Ethan had a stellar season driving his P2 contracting back junior dragster. He scored two wins and secured the championship at the final race of the year, despite the fact he did not qualify for the race. A pro junior dragster is run on a 790 index, and the cars qualify against that index. The top 16 cars closest to 790 without going under make the show. The field at the PDRA World Finals was an extremely tight field. The bump was 7.911 seconds which put the entire field within 11 thousandths of a second. Unfortunately for Ethan, he wasn't even close to that. But he did enter the race with a 288-point lead over his closest pursuer, his good friend Will Creasman, who also missed the cut. That left one driver who could catch and pass Ethan, Zach Shirky, whose brother Nick won the championship last year. Shirky made a strong charge he lost in the semifinals. But he needed to make the final round to pass Ethan. He didn't get quite that far. So Ethan is bringing home the championship to Pittsburgh. And Ethan wasn't the only member of the P2 contracting team to find some success at that final race of the season. His teammate, Todd Tuttero, entered the race just 19 points behind the leader, Kevin Rivenbark which meant that Todd could win a championship if he went one round further in eliminations than Kevin. Unfortunately for Todd, he and Kevin both lost in the second round of eliminations, which locked King Tut out of the championship hunt. Rivenbark's teammate, Daniel Ferris, made a strong run at the title, but he came up one round short following to Randy Weatherford in the final round of eliminations securing the title for Kevin. Ferris did pass Todd for second place in the points. So while Todd was unable to seal the deal in Pro Boost, his teammate 
and Ethan's father, Kurt Stedding, who was never a factor in the points chase after missing a race for knee surgery midseason. Kurt did walk away from those finals as the new national record holder in Penske PRS Pro Boost presented by WS Construction when he laid down a 3.591 second pass in the semifinals. Unfortunately for Kurt, he was racing Ferris. And knowing how well Ferris was running, Kurt felt the pressure and left 19 thousandths of a second too soon, lit the dreaded red light. So the P2 contracting team left Virginia on a high note. One driver won a championship. Another driver made a strong run at the title but finished third. And another driver came home with the quickest run in the history of his class. Overall, not a bad way to end the season. I understand you have some sad news for us. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Dylan Cromwell, a crew member on Jim Head's Nitro Funny Car team, was killed last Sunday morning in a traffic accident in Indiana when the rig he was driving was hit head-on by a tractor-trailer that was traveling in the opposite direction, lost control, crashed through a Jersey barrier, and hit the truck Cromwell was driving head-on. Uh, Cromwell was on his way to Las Vegas for the penultimate race of the NHRA season, and this news hit the NHRA community hard. Uh, Dylan was just 23 years old, was very well liked by his team and the members of other teams in the Nitro Pits. When you think about the number of highway miles, the trucks and trailers, and all forms of motorsports amass as they traverse the country, heading from race to race, it's amazing that we don't hear about these incidents like this more often. Uh, our heart goes out to uh, the Jim Head team and Dylan's family. Uh, it's a tragedy, and uh, we offer them our best thoughts. I think it's safe to say that with all your time at PRI, we're going to get some really good interviews for the remainder of the off season. Well, that is definitely the plan, Don. Uh, I ha have uh, a few people we're going to talk to, and uh, a lot of my interviews come from people I just happen to bump into or meet for the first time, uh, and they agree to sit down and do an interview. And uh, we also get uh, interviews with people we've talked to before, so uh, you can count on hearing uh, the results of my trip to PRI on future episodes of Rapid on Racing. Okay, Tom, have we covered everything? Uh, yes, we have, Don. Well, I thank you. You have a nice evening. And you do the same. Thanks. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. 
The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinner Bell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Fans, joining us now is Jim Zufall from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Jim, good evening. How are you? Don, it's good to actually be on the show with you. Uh, people that have listened long enough know the formula that we have used, you and I have used over the years as my tenure at Pittsburgh was uh, I would stay up late, stay up, but stay up in the in the tower late, and I would grab, grab a couple of interviews that we recorded. I would produce uh, my entire program or my entire segment for Rapid on Racing, stick it in the email for you, and very often my segment got home before you did at night. So it's good to actually be, be on the show with you. A lot of things have happened since 2015. Let's talk about when Jim Zufall first became the announcer at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Well, I heard through the grapevine that uh, Dow was going to be stepping down. Uh, he had 26 years at uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, going you know dating back 26 years before the 2014 season, whatever that math gets you back to. And uh, Dal Carnahan, of course, and I've said this to you in the past, uh, this is a guy who brought his prowess for radio and the professionalism and his passion for what he loved to to that microphone. And, and you and I have had this discussion in the past. I think there were two people that fit that bill and walked around in that rarefied air, and that was Dal Carnahan and Bill Steinbach. And... Uh, and then there's the rest of us after that. And when I got the call from Miley's at the end of 2014, and ultimately we sat down and met at the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club banquet in January of 2015, they were careful not to ask if I could replace Dow, because we all know the answer to that. No, nobody replaces. You don't replace greatness like that. Uh, but would I come be the announcer for Pittsburgh? And I thought, well, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll see what I can do. You know, do I have the chops for this? I have no idea. And, of course, I was terrible the first several weeks. Uh, you know, first time on the job, first time I'd ever done anything like that. But I had a lot of help around me, and that was great. Um, unfortunately, 15 months after uh, that all happened, we lost Al in April, I believe, of 2016. 
And uh, I've mentioned to several people, including Eric Westendorf in the past, how bad I felt for Eric. I had Dow's ear for a year. And by year, I mean I'd email him something, had a question how to handle things. He gave me a lot of confidence and, you know, told me how to just relax and make that microphone mine. Eric worked side by side with Dow, of course, at Lernerville, but all of a sudden, uh, less, you know, seven days after Dow's passing, Eric had to pick up the mic and, and take over. And I always felt bad for him, but I always felt that he did a marvelous job of it. And uh, I think what I was able to do, you know, was at least adequate, if, if nothing else. And But that's how my 2015 season started. And uh, we just kind of went on from there and began to, to grow. And as Jane Miley mentioned in her awfully nice tribute she did to me on the Friday night of the Pittsburgher when I finally announced my, my retirement. Uh, I didn't come alone. Um, tagging along with me was my son Aaron, who most everyone knows, Aaron Zufall, Zufall Communications. Of course, he was just Aaron Zufall, college freshman at the time, but <clears throat> the initial thought was, you know, maybe he could update our Facebook page or something. Well, that went from updating the Facebook page to updating Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway's technology side well into the 21st century. Um, when I started in 2015, Cheryl Baker, Cheryl Stasiak would bring a laptop computer with her to plug into the scoring system, and that's the only computer we had. And if anybody's either been upstairs or seen pictures of it upstairs, it looks like NASA right now. There's computers everywhere. Uh, we all have on our computers, we can see the blackboard downstairs. We don't have to have, you know, numbers counted, shouted up and down on the walkie-talkie, on the radios. It, it's just the, the improvements that he made and then ultimately he and Taylor Zalis made uh, and continue to make. Taylor's their, Taylor continues to be their off-site technical guy. Um, it's remarkable. You know, the, the Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, if anybody's seen it, if you haven't seen it, it's a it's a fairly weathered, let's put it that way. Uh, you know, it was Heidelberg Raceway, and it was brought over to Pittsburgh, and, you know, the bleachers are old, and the facility is old, but technology-wise, free Wi-Fi for everybody, 18 security cameras, uh, the computer systems are remarkable, and to have those technical guys around has been great, and I'm glad they pretty much in so many words, tagged along with me, and that started uh, that started this this run I had, this seven year run I had to really improve things, and, and it was great having all that right in front of me. When Aaron came and he brought his crew with him, I don't think had anybody had any anticipation of how far they would go with the equipment. And like you've said many times, when you're up in a press box, it's almost like you're in NASA. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty remarkable. It actually all started, I think, when Matt Miley approached Aaron and with a with a box of four security cameras. I think he picked them up at Costco and said, "Can you install these?" And Aaron's short answer was, "No, uh, we're not going to go with Costco brand security cameras. These are for your house. Um, let me let me quote you a price on some good ones." And as as Aaron stated in an interview he did a few years ago about the technology side of the track was that like so many other clients, they're not sure if they really need something, in this case security cameras, but once they have them, they can't get enough. And we're up to now 18 security cameras around the place. And then, of course, the, the free Wi-Fi came later on. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And honestly, it's all witchcraft to me. I don't know how any of it works. I just know I can use it. 
Something else that I know you had to enjoy was the friendships you developed, not only with the staff and the track owners, but the drivers, the car owners. It's like a family down there. And you're sort of like the favorite uncle, uh, where you get down in the pits and you talk to the drivers, car owners, whoever, and then you gather up that information for for the program and and it's obvious that the people enjoy that and and like uh, we'll get to it in a minute but the checkered flags for the kids but let's talk about your impression of the friends you've made and the staff you worked with well i'm going to jump all the way ahead to the saturday of the pittsburgher this year to answer that question yes i always you know i was making friends along the way uh, some have come and gone. Some don't race there anymore. Some have passed. Um, you know, I had friends upstairs in the booth, in the office, of course, with the Miley's. But I don't think I realized how many good friends I had until the night of a Pittsburgher, which was the day after I made my announcement that I'd be retiring. Uh, I'm telling you, my neck is still sore from all the hugs I got and the handshakes and the where the hell are you going, what's going on, why are you leaving, uh, you know, and uh, I, I, I treasure those memories and those friendships. You know, I already had very close friendships with a lot of the people, and some of the many of them have been guests on your show, uh, the Anton family. You've had two or three of the Antons on. The Sheltmans have, have taken me and his family, uh, as well as the Antons. Um, you know, I always enjoy stopping by Ben Laboon's crew and seeing his three girls, now one of them a winning driver. Uh, you know, I could just go on and on. Hold that thought. We're going to need to take a commercial break. We're talking to Jim Zufall from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and we'll be back after these messages. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to congratulate all of our 2021 division champions. In the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, Daryl Charlier. In the Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Nick Kachuba. In the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, Frank McGill. In the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders, Bill Tennant. And in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns, Logan Catellus. PPMS would also like to thank all of our drivers, crews, super snuffers, staff, and especially our loyal fans for a great 20. 2021. Special thanks to our 2021 marketing partners, Rorick Automotive Group, Admar, Priority Equipment Rental, Crawford Auto Repair, Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control, Calusi Chevrolet, Precise Racing Products, RockAuto.com, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Jones Motorsports, Snap-on Tools, Yingling, J.R. Hall Excavating, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Octane Customs, Mastro Ice, and RacingJunk.com. Be sure to watch our social media streams during the off-season. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And as always, at PPMS.com. All right, fans, we're back. As I said, we were talking with Jim Zufall from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Jim, when you think about it, uh, what does the future hold for Jim Zufall? Well, you know, I'm, we're not sure because, well, because it's the future. You know, we can't predict any of that. But the general, I would say, skeleton of a plan that we had, and by say we, I, this is my wife and Maria and I, and I should say to you, this is this is a plan that's been in the works for about a year and a half. So what's coming? Well, you know, that's that's that job, like any other job in racing, entails twenty to twenty five, twenty six weeks 
a year. And because it's a Saturday night track, it's clearly in the middle of the weekend, which pretty much wrecks the weekend for everybody. And um, so what we what we decided was it's time to move on to do things like, well, say we want to decide on a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, let's knock off work on Friday, jump in the car, take the five and a half, six hour ride up to New York and spend it with Aaron and his girlfriend, Mia. Uh, he lives in central New York now up in the Finger Lakes. Or maybe I want to jump in the car with you and Dave Oliveri and spend the Saturday night at Centerstown or go see Jim Senkowitz at Keystone Raceway Park. Or maybe... I just want to start a fire out front, invite a few neighbors over, have a few cold ones, and do nothing. And that's sort of what the plan is at the moment. Well, there was some speculation that you might hang up the microphone in 2020, but Maria said no dice. 2020 was a horrible year. I don't need to remind anybody about that. That was her that was her thought, too. When we made our final decision that it was time for me to go, she said, we can't. We just can't do it on this terrible year. You need to have a better year. So we jumped to 2021. Uh, the weather behaved itself all year. We got every memorial race in from Juke all the way to Bill Hendren. I'm uh, sorry, the first one is Laboon all the way to Ju- Bill Hendren with uh, Juke and Herb and Red and Willie White and 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 uh, Langer and Stramaski. Now in between, uh, we got every one of those in. We I had the honor and pleasure of being able to do that 9/11 tribute that I did on September 11th. I had the difficult but honorable uh, pleasure of being able to do the uh, tribute to Kyle Stramaski on the 25th of September and then one week later uh, Chamber of Commerce weather for the two-day Pittsburgher show. Don, I can't think of a better way to have gone out. I think I'm going out on pretty good terms. I would say so. Now, when I became aware of the best-kept secret in racing, I, I told you, I said, you know, I have a fellow helping me on rapping on racing named Tyler Harris, and maybe you ought to talk to him and see whether he could fit in to the empty seat. And, uh, wow, what a story. Yeah, it's really become uh, quite the story. Uh, Had about a half-hour phone conversation with him, hadn't met him yet. Uh, You gave me his phone number, and we hooked up, and uh, he sounded like he knows the business uh, probably better than I do. Uh, You know, he has lived this his his entire life, and... um, and, and short life it is. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's thirty yet. <clears throat> but when I heard his work on rapping on race, and I was impressed. When I asked him to do some victory lane stuff, I was very impressed. And then when things started to become obvious that you know my my end was coming uh, back in 2020, I handed the microphone, had him do a couple of uh, young gun races, a four cylinder race, and you know a hobby stock here and there. And then this year it was just more and more and more. But no question, the kid has the chops for it. Uh, I, I say kid because I call everybody a kid. This guy has the chops for this job, and I think he's going to be remarkable. As I've told a lot of people, in many ways, he's better than me already. Um, and I think Pittsburgh has a bright future with Tyler Harris. One of the benefits of the whole scenario is if he has to go to a wedding or a birthday or whatever uh, that you told him you would be available to fill in. And filling in once or twice in 26 weeks is going to be a whole lot better for you and your family than being there every night for 26 weeks. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, You know, I just said I need a couple of weeks notice and 
you know, he's of that age, of course, I said he's under 30, I think he's of that age where friends and family all around him are still getting married. And, um, you know, if they're not race people, they're not, you know, they don't care what time of year they get married. They'd rather do it in June or July or August. So, yeah, he's he's going to be tied up from time to time. I told him, look, I'm there. I'll be there the first week or two of the year to start the transition. I have a lot of stuff on the computer I need to, you know, sort of depersonalize to me and let him take over from there. So, Pittsburgh's not getting rid of me that easy. Um, I'll be there. I'll be hanging around and saying hello, but I can leave when I feel like leaving. I don't have to be up there recording my rapid on racing segment at midnight. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be nice. And I have another iron in the fire or so that might put me behind a microphone six eight times a year. And hey, that's that that hasn't come to pass yet, but it may. Um, you know, I still want to be in the game. I know as part of rapid on racing, I'll still be in the game. Uh, I'm not walking away from my friends and my racing family by any means. But and before we before we have to wrap up, I absolutely have to thank the Miley family. They took me in, they took me and my family in as their own family. And uh, the way they've also brought Corey Griswack, who's our our scoring guy upstairs, and Taylor Zalis, who I already mentioned, uh, once again, just just like family. And Jane has probably been the one that has has meant the most. Um, you know, obviously the three siblings that run it, you know, Ben, Matt, Ty, they all have some sort of function there, and I have a different relationship with each one of them. Ty is my Ty is my sister in smartassery, and, and, you know, Matt gives me what I need to do on a Saturday night and, and helps, you know, has me promote some stuff. And uh, But I just, I cannot thank the Miley's enough for what they did for me for seven years. I like the term smartassery. <laughs> would, would you like to expand on that? Uh, no, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> well, I'm glad you clarified that uh, you're not going to abandon your friends at Rappin' on Racing. And if you're off to one of these functions, whether you're uh, with Dave and I or whether you're at a drag strip or whatever, uh, I'm going to expect uh, an interview with somebody at the function. Yeah, I actually plan to go pick up a... Uh a nice digital mic like Dave carries. In fact, that's how we got the the nice interview, or nice interview, the nice presentation from Jane Miley that she did for me that played on Rap on Racing. And every time I hear an interview that Dave does, I mean, that's that's a high-quality little gadget he has there. And I plan on getting one of those and take it with me pretty much wherever I go. And so we will uh, we will see how that goes. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time tonight to kind of capsulize everything, let the fans and the listeners to the show know exactly what happened and why. And uh, wherever you are on a Saturday night, I want to wish you the best. Quite your uh, of your existence there, and I've had different different uh, you know little reports here and there. I did the cruise stuff for a while. And then when Pittsburgh came along, uh, you know, of course, I did all those reports for seven years. I want to thank you for your friendship and your opportunity. And once again, I'm not going anywhere. I'll still be around, and I'd still love to be a part of the show. Well, I thank you, and you have a nice evening. Thank you, sir. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. She always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady
fans joining us now is Chelsea Craig. It's Chelsea, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I, I am having the pleasure of interviewing the Rush Sportsman Modified Champion at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. How does that feel? It feels incredible, Don. It, I, it's almost indescribable just how, how happy and just honored to have that title. I'm just, I'm still in kind of shock about it all. I still can't believe we got a track championship. Well, I've been around a long time, and as far as Pittsburgh goes, I don't know if they've ever had a woman as a champion down there. I was wondering the same thing. I was thinking about that too, and was going to reach out to someone down there to see. But if we are the first one, that's even more of an honor. You have uh, a new person in your life, your fiance Darren Gallagher, uh, very good sprint car driver. And I understand October of next year, uh, you be, you will become Mrs. Gallagher. That is true. That is true. He proposed in June of this year, and after. A little bit of time just enjoying that we finally sat down and said all right what's you know when do we want to get married when you know when do we want to become one and october of next year we'll be husband and wife now obviously you met him at the races but uh do you remember significantly when you thought well this this guy's pretty cool i might want to spend some time with him Probably our first date, he took me to a Penn's game, and I honestly just laughed the whole night and had, <clears throat> excuse me, such a great time and just was so comfortable. And just the way our conversation flowed, I just knew there was something special about him. And then as we just continued to get to know each other more and more, I just, I knew he was the one for me. Well, I watched him grow up from when he was just a young kid up in the press box when his dad was the flagman at Lernerville. Um, nice people. The, the Gallagher family, first class, and uh, I think you are you have a good choice here for your future. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you've done a lot of things in racing. Other than being a driver, what are some of the things you were involved in? So I'm also my own car owner. I even drive the truck and trailer to the track to and from, and not only just all of that, I work on it. You know, just about anything and everything you can do, except I'm not real sure on welding yet, and there's some bolts that I cannot break loose because my dad gets in that type. But if if you name it, I've done it. I, you know, I've tore the car apart, put it back together by myself, and just about anything and everything that comes with being a race car owner and driver, I've done it. <laughs> well, Darren must have seen all this and thought, wow, this is the real deal. Not only is she pretty, she's a very talented <laughs> racer, and I think I want to get to know her better. So he, uh, he was looking for his future. Um, he was. <laughs> now, you've been, you've been involved in racing for a long time. Probably started out as a baby going to the races with your family. But uh, how many years actually driving something? So I've been driving something since I was nine years old. And I did go-karts for several years. And then in 2014, um, when I was about... 19, 20 years old, moved up into the Rush Sportsman Modifieds and been doing that ever since. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Chelsea Kregich, the Rush Sportsman Modified champion. I think one of the greatest things Vicki Emig did was when she created these divisions where you don't have to 
go into bankruptcy to race. And all of the Rush uh, different series, they're excellent. Case in point, uh, I don't think uh, you would be in a position to run a car where the motor's 50000 plus the car. And uh, it's a very... What I'm, what I'm trying to say, it's very friendly to the, the racer that doesn't want to mortgage their house or go into bankruptcy. Absolutely, because like you said, if if the motors cost fifty grand and you know the cars on top of that are twenty thirty, you know we wouldn't be able to do this. We have my sister and I doing this, and the class that Vicky has created with this has just kept it economical and affordable. And you know we have good equipment, and we keep keep take care of our cars, and this is how we can stay competitive. Just because she's kept it affordable and in a tight range so you don't have to spend all this money and you can actually enjoy life and enjoy this because it is a hobby but even though we love it and everything we can afford it financially as well i would imagine the best part of racing is the opportunity to spend time with your family and do something you really love absolutely that's i truly think that's probably one of the best parts is spending time with my family and getting to do what i love going out there and just basically going as fast as I can at a controllable speed and just spending time with my dad. My mo- When my mom was here, you know, she was helping us also. And just, you know, through the week, we're working on the car, spending time together that way, you know, just chit-chatting about last week and what can we do this coming week up and maybe we'll try this, maybe we'll try that. And then at the night, just, you know, the best part for me was getting out of that car after a heck of a race and just seeing my mom and my dad just so happy and so proud of their two girls. That gives me such satisfaction. Now, you mentioned your sister, but she hasn't been racing against you lately. She's running somewhere else. What's the story there? So my sister's been racing up in New York with the Dirt Car Sportsman Series. So she's been running Genesee and Batavia, um, in Batavia, New York, and Ransonville. And she... Her boyfriend is from that area, so when they got more serious, she decided to move up there and start her future with him, and it's been a bummer not racing against her, but she is in the heart of modified country, so she learns a lot and helps us, and I'm, I'm proud of her, and just I just wish we could race more together. I'm, I'm actually excited for the Stampede weekend because she's coming down and racing with me, and it's a good way to finish out the season racing with her. Sounds great. Now, this is a silly question, but as busy as you are, do you have time for any hobbies? <laughs> uh, right now, not so much, Don. We're trying to plan a wedding, and we're building a house, too, next year. And with the race car, we've had a lot going on. But we do try to slide in getting on our Razor on our side-by-side and going out and hitting the trails and, you know, kind of unwinding like that way as well. And just, again, going fast, hill climbing and all that. So, Whenever we do have some spare time, it's hopping on the razor and going out in the woods and hitting the trails. Well, will this new house have a race shop adjacent to it? Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's, that's important between his cars and your cars and maybe occasional uh, visit with your sister's cars. Uh, you better have a, I don't know, 40 by 60 or 60 by 80 garage there. <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to need the space for them both. <laughs> now, where will the house be located? We're actually building in Butler. So we're on Darren's family's farm, um, tucked back in, and we, 
we'll start that in springtime, and maybe by midsummer it'll be complete and be able to move in right before the wedding. Sounds like a perfect plan. Now, we talked about why you got involved. Your dad raced for so many years, uh, and I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, once you get in the car, it's like that's like your office. It's like a whole new world. It is, absolutely. That's kind of my break from reality. It's just my time to do what I want to do and just have fun and kind of relax. And it it is kind of indescribable, the feeling racing gives you. It's such an adrenaline rush, and it's, it's almost addicting type of feeling. And I love it. I, I love crawling in that car and knowing, you know, I get to go out and basically put on a show for the fans and do the best I absolutely can, and I just... I love it. I, it is. It's really, truly hard to describe what that feeling gives you, and I couldn't wouldn't trade it for the world. Fans, we're going to need to take a commercial break. We're talking to Chelsea Craigich, and we'll be back after these messages. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. 
They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. fans we're back we're talking to chelsea craigich the rush sportsman modified champion at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway that sounds so nice when i say that it just uh, it flows you know it does it has a nice ring to it (laughs) you talked about getting in the car when i was 13 years old which was a long time ago the neighbor had his race car in the yard and I climbed in and got in his car, and I thought, I'm liable to get my butt kicked if he comes out here. But my whole whole world changed when that happened, and, and I've been doing it ever since. And like you said, it's very hard to describe what happens when you do that. But I'm glad it did, and I'm very glad that you're doing the, uh, your deal with the car. And I think that uh, this is probably only the first of many championships and many victories. Now, something I always like to ask the drivers, how did you pick your car number? So I came up with the number 10 when I was racing for Jerry Schaefer. Um, I started with him in 2014, 15, and 16. And when we teamed up together in 14, he we debated on a couple numbers back and forth. And we both kept coming back to the number 10. He's a Lou Blaney fan, and so am I. And, and then the number 10 is my birthday, so... The more we talked about it, the more we both just said, that, that's it. That's the number. So we picked number 10, and then I've kept it ever since just because of how much meaning it has to me. And honestly, just truly because the fans know me for being the number 10 as well. And I'm just glad I, you know, have some meaningful um, reason for the number. And I'm going to continue to be number 10 for probably a long time. <laughs> He was an amazing man, Lou Blaney, and and his sons, his grandsons. It must be something in the water out there where they live because very talented, each and every one of them. Do you know how Lou picked his number? That I'm not sure on, Don. He was a very good basketball player, and that was his number when he was playing basketball. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and Dave also played basketball, and Dale actually uh, had an opportunity to play with the Los Angeles Lakers, I think, and he was actually out there, signed up for the team, but I think he hurt his leg, and uh, that came to a stop, but uh, just a wonderful family. They Um, are. All these things would not be happening without some good sponsors. Let's take a minute and mention them. Absolutely. My sponsors helped me and support me from day one. We have Kosminski Auto Body down in Mars, Pennsylvania, Grills on Wheels in Chippewa Township, Pennsylvania, Meridian Styles and Butler, 
The Chop Shop, also in Butler. Sterling Lubricants and Champion Oil. Alternative power sources as well. And honestly, my dad's full support as well. That, you know, he helps as much as he can financially with both my sister and I. And just just the emotional support is sometimes a little bit, means a little bit more at times. I can only imagine how proud he is of his two girls. First of all, raise them to be lovely young ladies that are involved in something that he can enjoy with them. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. I, When I got out of the car um, at Pittsburgh there that Saturday night, and it was just him and I, because our crew has kind of gotten smaller just because everyone's schedules change and life happens and we understand that and when I got out of the car and I just seen a couple of tears floating in his eyes that I almost started crying again with him just because I knew how happy and how proud he is like you said of both his girls because he's gone up and helped Jess this summer too and he's had some long nights driving back home from New York but he he I think he's probably more excited that we're both racing together at the Stampede coming up than we are, um, Jess and I combined. Like I said, a very proud dad. Uh, how about the crew? Now, you mentioned dad, uh, and I know Jessica helps out. Obviously, Darren's there when he can be. Are there any other people that help when they get a chance? Absolutely. So, Jess's boyfriend, Brandon, helps out. I actually borrowed a transmission from him to race that night because we had trouble with mine, and if he wouldn't have led us to that training we wouldn't have been able to make it to pittsburgh and get that win and championship and we got to thank gary mccollum also he helps us out financially when he can and again emotionally as well just being that supportive role and bruce altman and his wife leah and then jimmy steph aaron capelbo they their schedules changed this summer and they couldn't make it like they would like to but i know deep down they're always wishing they were there with us and always so proud as well and helping us out Fans, we're talking to Chelsea Craigich, as I've mentioned, and I'm going to keep mentioning it because I like the sound of it, the Rush Sportsman Modified Champion at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And if there's any listeners out there that are aware of any other woman that has won a championship at Pittsburgh, send me an email or put it on my Facebook page because I don't think, I believe that Chelsea is the first. Um, the... Uh, this, this year you had three wins and a championship. Uh, pretty good year because you're in a very tough division where there's a lot of talented drivers. Who do you find to be your toughest competition in that division? I truly think Chaz Wolbert in the C3 has really made us all step up our games because he's been so consistent. Um, I, I, sometime in the summer, I think he hit 40 wins total in the class, which is just, insane but that just shows how consistent and how good of a driver he is and that whole that whole group um tony Taggenhorst and justin shea as well they just they are really tough competition and you know when you see them come pulling in the track like you have to be on your a game that night because if you make one little mistake they they're all right there ready to go so those guys definitely i you know i chit chat with them before the races and we all have a good time and you know, we're competitors on the track, and we drive each other clean. And, boy, they they make me run hard every lap. They absolutely do. You can't sit back and relax with this class. 
I would think early on when you started, they probably thought, oh, my goodness, we got a girl racing with us. <laughs> but then after a couple of races and they saw how you were functioning on the speedway, that would go away and they, they wouldn't have a concern. You were just another driver that they had to fight for the lead. Exactly. That's all I ever wanted was just to get get that respect from the guys and just have them look at me as just, I'm just another driver, you know. It doesn't matter gender, male or female, what, you know, who's behind that seat. As long as you respect me and I respect you, we run clean and hard. You know, I'll give you an inch if you give me an inch here and there and just, just think of me as, like I said, just another driver under under that helmet. Well, now they'll think of another, just another driver that's a champion. Well, uh, we're coming <laughs> up on a break. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? I just, I just want to thank everyone that supported me through all these years. My fans have stuck with me since day one. I just want to also thank the Rush Sports and Modified Series, Vicky and Mike, for just continuing to hold this class accountable and just providing us some great facilities and tracks to run at and a heck of a purse to run for as well with the manufacturer's night and the points championship um, purse that they've created and everything. And I'm, I'm glad to be part of such a, a great class and honestly in a great racing community. I feel like this area has truly just been such a family oriented group and I'm just, I'm, just thankful to be a part of that and just want to continue having some success and hopefully the stampede we round out the year on a high note as well and gear up for next season and have a good winter when you think about it the fans in in our area do not realize how lucky they are they have so many good racetracks so many uh, different divisions of cars i mean when i travel around the country i could go to a track where they have maybe two divisions or maybe three and we have all these different choices so whatever your uh, favorite is somewhere in this area you're going to be able to go and see them run and you mentioned uh, vicky and mike i don't think anyone has any concept of how involved uh this rush uh, organization is and how how many things they have to do to make this happen so uh and i've said it many times i said it when it first started i think vicky's going to save short track racing in our area i definitely agree with you don because not only does she have one class she has multiple that she and her team are, are looking after and keeping track of and building schedules and the purses and the weekly and touring series. Like, my goodness, they definitely have their hands full, and boy, do they keep track of it all very well. And I'm just thankful to be a part of that and make some history with them and with the area and just continue to go out and have some fun. And hopefully at the end of the race, you know, we're sitting on the top side at, you know, coming across victory lane first. But... If we don't, hey, it's part of it. You know, there's always the highs and lows of racing. You can't always be on top. So just be humble about it. Well, Chelsea Craigage, I thank you for being with us. I look forward to seeing you at the Stampede. You have a nice evening. Thank you, Don. You too. And thank you again for having me a part of the show. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. 
Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Larnerville Speedway, and we're going to talk to Jessica Craigage. Jessica, it's good to see you. I know you're doing a lot of racing up in New York. I understand that uh, you have a boyfriend up there, but it's kind of nice when we get to see you down here. Yeah, we've been doing a lot up in New York. Um, Ransomville, Genesee, um, got a couple top tens this year, so it's good to be back home and getting some laps down here at home. How does it feel for your sister to be the champ at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway? Oh, she was ecstatic. And then I knew kind of going into that race where she was sitting and um, she was just like, hey, Jess, I'm, I might win this tonight. So I was watching race monitor out, up in New York, just trying to keep an eye on her and do what I had to do. And I was cheering for her up there and people are like looking at me like I'm weird because I'm watching my phone cheering. <laughs> Let's talk about last night. I understand that both of you were in a sprint car. Yeah, we both got the opportunity to jump into sprint cars. Chelsea got in her fiance's Darren Gallagher's car, um, which is the 410. And then Jimmy Morris gave me the opportunity for my first time to jump in his 305 and make some practice laps. 
How did that feel? Oh, it was amazing. I've been wanting to do that since I've been little. So I was so excited to get in his car and just make some laps. Well, does that mean that sometime in the future you might want to do that? I've wanted to drive a sprint car all my life. So you never know what the next stage of racing may entail. I'm going to ask Dad. Now, you got to be the busiest guy at the track, especially when both the girls here at the same time. But all it's all with them growing up all along. You've been there for them when they started out. I, I would guess they started in go karts. Yes, they started in go karts. You was what seven? Chelsea was nine. So they're twenty five and twenty seven now. So we've been doing this for a little while. You're a lucky man. I talked about it before we started the recording. To be able to spend so much quality time with your daughters doing something that all three of you love. Yes, it's in. Be truthful with you, Dawn. Last three and a half years has been tough because my wife, when she passed, the girl's mother, uh, it put a big void in a lot of things because she was one of their biggest supporters and stood behind me when I did it. So, and that was Chelsea's riding partner. Me and Jess was always together. So, we've compromised and do what we got to do as far as that and. It's been working out. It keeps me busy, but it keeps me and the girls close. Keeps you out of mischief. Definitely on that. <laughs> I don't have time for much of anything else. I mean, I'm retired, so it it makes it a little bit easier. But going back to the girls, if something happens to one of the cars in one of the races somewhere or anything, they could rebuild the whole car. They know what they're doing. They get taught that from day one. I said, I can't do it all. You get what you need to do, get it where you need to be, I'll tighten the bolts. The rest of it, I do little adjustments on the motor, whatever we can do as far as checking things. But the actual suspension, the basically the setup is off of their deal. They tell me what they want and that's what I put in because, buddy, if I don't, I get chewed. Jessica, since uh, Chelsea had her big night at Pittsburgh, wouldn't it be great if tonight you could win one for Dad? Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, Pildra kind of hurt us, but, I mean, you never know. We'll try and make our way from the back in the heat race and see what we can do. Continued success not only tonight but all of next year. It's good talking to you. Good talking to you. Thanks, Don. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Wrappin' on Racing is available Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Wrappin' on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-hosts Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for Rapid on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. We'll see you next time. Stand on it. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, 
recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off-season for more Rapid on Racing. And all in. Come on, y'all.